Welcome to Minefields. My name is Joshua Michael. We got Sergeant Slick. What's up, brother? What's going on, bro? How you doing? Dude, it's been a kick-ass week of wrestling, man. Oh, God, yes. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I said it is an awesome time to be a wrestling fan because about two or three years ago, like I said, you only had WWE and all the you know independent wrestling promotions. You actually had to dig deep for them. Well, now, you can throw a stone in any direction and you got uh, WWE, you got AEW, you got uh, Ring of Honor, you got New Japan. You had Lucha Underground, uh, oh. yeah, New Japan. I don't know what happened, with it. dude. Lucha Underground that broke what my it heart. Is. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Yeah, that that Lucha Underground broke my heart, man. When it was over, I was so bummed out, man. Yeah, and and, and the thing about it is. I've heard a lot of things going on with it. Like I said, it's not my place to say, but when I was, you know, reading the dirt sheets and stuff about it, I was like, ew, that's not good at all. Yeah, the, and I mean, and, and the, the way that the, the business was, was being handled uh, from what our perspective in public, it, it just wasn't good. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But they got they got a lot of great wrestlers from that promotion. I mean, you got the Lucha Bros, but back then it was uh, Pentagon Jr. and uh, Phoenix. Uh, you got uh, who else? I mean, you got Johnny, well, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact, whatever he's calling himself this week. Uh, you got uh, his real life wife, uh, Taya Valkyrie. I'm probably saying that wrong. Uh, you got Ricochet, which he was Prince known Puma. as uh, King Puma. I mean, uh, Prince Puma, which, if you didn't know who that was, well, spoiler alert. There you go. Hell, they had a. They had Ray Ray, they had Tejano, they had Mil Muertes, yeah. they had Ivelisse, they had Matt Cross, they had yes. Angelico, they had... Uh, Willie God, Mack, man. they had... Uh, oh, the Mack. Had, oh, dude. Yes, the Mack. Oh, the Mac. God. That, that's my, that's my hero, because he, he can prove that big dudes can fly, so there you go. Dude, his match with um, uh, Killshot, that... that uh, no, uh, he had a great match with Killshot, I'm getting confused. That the uh, the weapons of, of mass destruction match between Killshot and uh, and uh, Marty, the Moth. Marty the Moth that was in fucking incredible man that was so much fun all the random uh, military just random stuff hanging out uh, how did they not die how did they not die in that match because I watched that match I watched it at least twice and I, like I said me and you were, were kind of cut from the same cloth because I'm back I'm real big on the ECW days and yeah. I'm like. This is even this is even like violent 
in ECW standard. <laughs> so like, how the fuck did nobody die in this? The the one thing they did that like just blew me away was it was uh it was Drago and uh I think it was Phoenix for a uh, uh the tag team championships and they had the the belts hanging off and it was a nunchuck match and there was nunchucks mm-hmm. all over the temple and then they ended up uh hanging from like like they the where the the belts were dangling it was like a, a, a they had handles and the 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 ladder was knocked out and they were just beating the shit out of each other hanging on with one hand punching kicking and eventually falling like i couldn't believe <laughs> that man like i was at my mom's house when that came on she said what are you watching i'm like my novellas man <laughs> she's like right. what's going on with these guys and i'm like ah it's it's beautiful you know what, you know what the one thing and i'm sorry to interrupt you you know what the one thing i loved about uh lucha underground they could tell a story so they had 60 minutes to tell a story and you didn't even have to. The person didn't even have to wrestle, but they told a story, yeah. and it was it was literally a soap opera, it and it kept you invested every week. And I mean, and I and I and I was pretty critical about WWE back then because they had a three hour story, they had a three hour show, and out of the three hour show, probably one third of it was devoted to wrestling. And then you got shows that are shorter, like NXT when it was back in the uh, US, uh, the WWE Network, it was one hour long, but they told the story. And that's what I love about wrestling. You could tell a story and then they get to the get to the, the actual match. Yeah, the, the, the nitty gritty and then like but they also delivered in the ring though. That's what that was the best mm-hmm. part. And and that's what bums me out about WWE right now is like, yeah, they've got like before I tuned out, like yeah, the the, the stories were good, but like in the ring I'm like I can see them holding back. I like, like AJ can do so much better than that. And like, in like, once you joined, WWE, oh, of course. you can only do three moves. Like what the hell's going on? And, uh, I mean, if you, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, man. <laughs> it, 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 I get excited. Just like you do, man. Like, like, uh, I'm, I'm about to watch raw in a, in a little bit because word on the street was, is that my boy, Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen is feuding with Seth Rollins. I'm like, how the hell did I not know that? But even then I'm scared to watch it <laughs> because uh, it's going to be all Mike, and then he's not even doing the, the pop-up powerbomb hardly up anymore, and he's doing he's nothing the stunners. He's throwing stunners, and it pisses me off because he's not putting the stank on the stunner. you got to put the, right. the, the, the dirty stank boot to the gut, and he ain't doing that, man. And even then, if he was, it would still piss me off because that's not his move. Right, that's Austin's move. Now, here's the problem that we have that as as wrestling fans. I'm a wrestling fan. You're a wrestling fan. Hell, half the guys that are in the ring are wrestling fans. Is that we know what talent and what capabilities that certain wrestlers have before they get to the E. So, for example, when AJ Styles, you've seen him wrestle in TNA. You've seen him wrestle in New Japan. And you know, and then you see him wrestle in WWE, and you know there's a stark contrast. Right. Like, and another example, Kevin Steen, not Kevin Owens, but Kevin Steen, Steen. when he was in CZW, when he was in Ring of Honor, when he was in, uh, when he wrestled all over the independent, PWG, he did more stuff than... He did it all, man. It was crazy. His finisher was a stenalizer. Yeah. Uh, did you ever watch? And it's that? just, and we're kind of. 
Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry, man. I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, and uh, the thing about it is, us as wrestling fans, we're kind of spoiled because you've seen what all the wrestlers can do, and then when they get to WWE, they kind of get neutered. And, I mean, like I said, again, I'm not trying to, you know, talk-ish, but let's be honest. Like, Seth Rollins, if there was a match between Seth Rollins and Tyler Black... Oh, Jesus Christ. Tyler uh, Black would annihilate yeah. him. <laughs> Black would kill him. Even though they're the same person, it would kill, you would already kill know. That is such a great point, man. I never thought about that like that. In fact, we were just talking about that with my buddy the other day. Uh, we were riding home from work yesterday, and we were talking about Tyler Black and what it was like back on the Ring of Honor um, pro wrestling gorilla scene, and and how it's just like it's not it's different. And and they they took the stomp away from him, and then they let him they gave him the pedigree, and then that was stupid. And because yeah. it's it's weird watching someone do Triple H's move, and then they gave him the stomp back. But before they did that, like he tried to steal Kenny Omega's V trigger, and Kenny Omega called him out on Twitter yeah. for it. And and then everybody called him out everybody. on that. That was that wasn't just Omega. That was anybody who watched wrestling. Like, bro, did you just really steal the ripcord me? Yeah. From <laughs> okay, whatever works, dude. It, it it hurts me. But what really hurts me is because. Uh, we talked about this last week, was I'm more concerned now about the boys, about whether or not they're being taken care of, whether they're getting paid, if they're able to heal. One of the things that, like, because when AEW first started going, uh, you know, uh, the honeymoon phase was there, but at the same time, I was worried, especially when Luchasaurus got hurt. And when they didn't punish him, and they gave him extra time on being the elite just to keep him keep him around. Uh, remember uh, uh, Jungle Boy and uh, what's his name, the, the little dude? Um, uh, Marco Stunt? Yeah, Marco Stunt. They're giving him a back rub. And they, they still gave him TV time and, and YouTube time. Right. They didn't punish him. And then that's when I, I, I was able to be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I can buy this. Like, like this is right. like my mental investment was worth it because they take care of the boys. And that's right. what I really care about. And um, it, it's it's an odd way to view wrestling. Uh, right. Uh, do you, does that interfere with your enjoyment of watching at all? So that's kind of a tricky question. And here's the best way I'm going to answer it, okay? Okay. Back when I went to college and I took business, I actually wrote my final paper on wrestling. Okay, and the thesis of that statement is is that when a certain company become uh, beats out all its competition, it in turn becomes the industry. So, so for example, if McDonald's beat everybody else in McDonald uh, in burgers, so no uh, Burger King, no Wendy's, no Jack in the Box, no In and Out, Smash Burger, nothing like that. That in turn become McDonald's becomes synonymous with hamburgers. Right. Now, if people like McDonald's, they're gonna say, "Hey, we like hamburgers." If people think that they they hate McDonald's, they're gonna hate hamburgers. Wrestling is the same way, and it's been like that for a long time. So, when WWE is the only game in town, you're is kind of synonymous with that. So, when WWE doesn't you know offer you know don't protect the boys or don't you know don't take care of their talent then it's like well look there's us or you do somewhere else and you wrestle somewhere else where you're not going to get noticed so you're probably not going to get more than 50 or 100 people and that's why 
I love competition now between other promotions, if that makes any sense. It does because uh, competition breeds creativity and no exactly. competition breeds apathy. And you think exactly. that you're right all the time. One of the things that really pissed me off this week was reading about um, – the uh, on the rag sheets about how McMahon fired a couple of his uh, main uh, WWE presidents or co-presidents, yes. and the first mm-hmm. things that came out were that he, they fired him be- th- these guys because they were talking shit about um, the XFL, and then it was like they fired they got fired because they were buttonheads with McMahon, and then it got really revealed that the reason that they were having trouble with McMahon was because he was wasting money and throwing every bit of money he could at. Any wrestler that even hinted that they wanted to leave, that they wanted yeah. they wanted to leave, and and giving people five year contracts, Jesus Christ, man, that really like I remember it was like two years ago when we heard that Kevin uh, Kevin Owens signed a, a five year contract, and I was like that really worried me because they already pretty much pulled him from TV. He wasn't getting any new T shirts. Uh, Sami Zayn was just like gone. Uh, even yeah. though he was hurt, but even then when they came back, uh, they, they just punished him. And it, it bums me out, man, because that's not the way it should be. And now we've got AEW, we've got power, we've got – we still have New Japan, which still has its problems. Um, I, I read – We got uh, ROH because ROH is not – ROH is getting the da- – ROH for a little bit was getting the damn – TNA treatment, like, oh, yeah, they're, they're not going to survive by the end of the year, and they're still around, and that's, that's kind of amazing about it. But you're absolutely right, and here's the thing about that. WWE has money, okay? Let's get that straight right now. Right. They got money, and what I and I don't know if you heard, they signed Killer Cross, which I'm not really surprised because Scarlett Boudreaux, his real-life girlfriend, yes, is sir. already in, uh, the, in the training program. Right. So, it was, like I said, it was only a matter of time before they signed Cross. What I was surprised about is that they signed Timothy Thatcher, who I was a fan of in MLW. And it's getting to the point right now where WWE is signing people, not because they think that is best for their product, but they're they're preventing them to go to other companies. Right. So, they, they, they're, they're, they are willing to shell out five, six-figure contracts for them to stay at home versus I'd rather, I'd rather, you st- I'd rather stole 100000 200000 300000 to you and you stay at home or you stay at NXT versus you go to AEW or Ring of Honor or New Japan. Or, and then it's funny because the, they interviewed Thatcher and Thatcher said the only reason that I even signed with WWE is because New Japan didn't want me. Oh, that's weird. That's where, that, yeah, and that's I'm like, uh, it's usually the other other way around. But you know, I hope I wish him luck. Uh, and and his, um, they're probably gonna put him in the uh, Imperium stable with Walter because they had they have history. But what do I know? I'm just I'm just me. The other, anyway, the other thing that confuses me is the whole signing people that have significant others in other uh, promotions. Like, for example, uh, is it Britt Baker that's with uh, Adam Cole, or is Britt it... Baker's with Adam Cole? I it, Britt Baker's with Adam Cole. Uh, B Priestley in AEW is uh, is uh, her boyfriend is. Um, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, he had that killer match with Ricochet. Um, why am I spacing oh, his name right now? Uh, uh, Will Osprey. Will yeah. Osprey. She's with Will yeah, Osprey. She's yeah. with Osprey. And then you've got other things going on, like, like when 
Seth and Becky revealed that they were together, and they started exploiting it on TV, and that just made my heart fall on my ass because it was just gross that they would put that on TV because I, I still have such a bad taste in my mouth from when they used the Edge and Lita and Matt Hardy storyline that was actually real in a shoot, and then they put it on TV. Yeah. And they, Remember that awful uh, rated R sex scene they did? And, uh, like, like, oh yeah, <laughs> th- that was. I mean, like, they could have, they could have done that today. So that's the attitude area era because they did a lot of stuff back then, and if they tried to do it today, they would lose sponsors. They probably would get canceled, or they would get like a shitload of complaints. But yeah, the live sex celebration. But kudos to Matt Hardy and uh, Edge for not legitimately killing you know, each other, potatoing each other. <laughs> And and stiffing each other. Yeah. I mean, they they put. They, I mean, yeah, Edge was in the wrong, but you know what? They put their differences aside. They they got they did business, and that was probably one of the best feuds of that time period. You it know, was, that was so, that was amazing. That was amazing. I just I hated the fact that Matt got on the sauce, and everyone, remember everyone was calling him Fat Hardy for like two years straight, and uh, right and. Uh, my my point about it is that if you're thinking about the business, if you're behind the scenes and you're okay, so we just signed B Priestley, we need to get Will Osprey. Like, figure it out. Like, I want Osprey in AEW, not because I want him to leave uh, New Japan or Progress or anything like that. It's only because I want more big names to the roster. Because I'm, uh, we'll get to this a little bit, but uh, I'm getting tired of just nothing but the elite on AEW. It's really boring the shit out of me. Like we know, I understand. That there's so many other dudes on the roster. Like we only get to see Sunny Kiss on Dark. And that bums me out. I want to see more and more people, but at the same time, they, 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 their business model is like we're only going to put the people on, on Dynamite that's over, which makes sense. But right. I, I'm getting – like how much more over is Kenny Omega going to be when he's pushing all these Japanese chicks that are like four foot nine, and I don't care about them? I, I, like, right. God, we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, uh Damn, that that's just so much to like even take in just from like. <laughs> that's like another show and it's that's like another podcast episode in uh, itself. Uh, agreed, man. But uh, uh, was there any particular show that like uh, which one really? Because like, I, I saw Impact, I saw uh, New Japan, I saw Ring of Honor, I saw AEW. The ones that stuck out were Power and AEW, like like usual for the past like two months. Was there anyone you like, yeah. you thought was your favorite? Uh, uh so yeah, um. AEW was good this week, uh, and you're absolutely right uh, to pitch my two cents in there. It's oversaturation. It's oversaturation. And the Bucks and the Elite are not the only ones guilty of this. Back in the day, back when um, the Triple H was dating Stephanie McMahon, you could tell that, you know, everything was being centered around him. Now, before I go into this, do I hate Triple H? Absolutely not. Not at all. I think he's got I think I think he's a great wrestler. Definitely gonna be he's a shoe in for uh the Hall of Famer, WWE Hall of Fame. It's not because of who he's married to, but because what he does. It's hard to but hit him. Let, let's just be honest with each other, okay? There's a couple of times where it was just the Triple H show. And it was oversaturation. And some people who lost to him that should have won, I'm not going to say any names, but uh, uh, we're going to see that. <coughs> Sting. <coughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we're going. We we're not going to say that. But like I said, you're absolutely right. They, it, it's kind of a double edged sword because yeah, you can't put everybody on your show, but at the same time, they can't be the elite every week. I mean, it can't be the the Bucks every week. It can't be you know uh, uh, Cody every week. But at the same time, there's a story that they have to tell because they got they got they got only so many weeks and so many shows to build up to their pay per view. Unlike WWE, where you got uh, SmackDown, you got Raw, you got NXT, you got Main Event, you got you know YouTube, you got uh, up, up, Down Down, you got so many shows on the WWE Network. It's not even funny. I'm just being putting that out there. No, no, and I agree. Before we get any further on AEW, I, 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 you, you brought something up that I'm still really butthurt is is the Booker T thing because. When he came over from WCW, they blacklisted him, and that was mm-hmm. that was just a travesty because that guy right. is one of the best wrestlers ever. Uh, best song, best gimmick, so good on the mic. I mean, it it, it just didn't make sense. And then then they did his brother wrong. And then uh, on another thing was uh, at WrestleMania, the the year that uh, Seth stole it, was when Sting goes out there and he loses, and they they botch the ending uh, with the sledgehammer, and like you're you're really gonna like this guy's been holding up for so long, you're not gonna give him the W. That's so uh, again, there's a lot of booking decisions that WWE made, and it made me scratch my head because number one. Both Booker T and Triple H were over. And the way that they did the storyline, if I remember it correctly, did Triple H really need the win? He did. No. He did. He didn't. He didn't need it. He absolutely. And he was already over it. Like, he was, as if he was the top heel on, I don't know if he was on Raw or SmackDown, probably was on Raw, but they were building Booker up. And, it, and I remember the storyline because it was borderline offensive. But then again, I'm me, so nothing hardly ever offends me. But um, it was just like, you know, they said, you're kind, air quote. Dude. You know, entertaining and they do certain things because they painted uh, Triple H as a borderline racist. And, you know, you can't win the big one and stuff like that. And what happened? I was thinking, okay, they got to give this to Booker T. They got to. Because Triple H, is a, he, not only is he a chicken shit heel, he's a borderline racist heel. And he got they got Ric Flair with him. And I'm like, okay, we're going to give him the belt. And they did it. And I was like, what fucking sense does that make to having trips go over Booker? That it doesn't make any sense at all, and that's another point I want to bring up is whether or not you deserve a belt. Um, there's there's people that are over. You don't need the belt. You're that over. Put the belt right. on someone that needs to get over. And then at the same time, when you were talking about the racism thing uh, with Booker T and his brother, I mean like, like I really felt they did him wrong. And then with Triple H – being borderline racist he's it was like when and and forgive me if i offend you on this like when the whole hogan thing came out uh when he was he said the n-word about someone dating his his daughter yeah that's wrong that he he shouldn't have said that but at the same time my um, my emotions were uh i was trying to be as logical as i could and not trying to defend the hulkster but it was this guy was raised in the south 
in the fifties. <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, he's mm-hmm. he's said it before, but that's that's how he was raised. Not that that that's right, but at the same time, though, are you surprised? Um, or, like so. I know what you're about to ask me, and I'm gonna. I'm, I got a perfect answer for you. T- tell me. Have please. you ever seen the movie Head of State? Hell yeah. By, uh, with uh, Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's a line in that movie where he said something. He was running for president, and he said something that you shouldn't have. And the line says, "She says you gotta always pretend that the camera is in your face. Always pretend that something is on the record." Right. Okay. So, because there, you never know when you're going to get recorded. You never know when you're going to get videotaped and you're going to say something that you're going to regret. Right. Now, has he probably said it? Probably. There are probably a lot of people that have said the word. I personally don't say it because that's just me. Even if I am black, I don't say it. I refuse to say it. And I'm from Georgia. So, but that's just me. But the thing about it is I'm kind of like some of the rest. Uh, kind of some of the black wrestlers that they spoke about it. Do I think he's legitimately sorry? Yeah, I also think that he's sorry that he got caught because I'm pretty sure that ain't the first time he said. Oh, I love that. Anyway, Black History Month. Go ahead. Uh, No, I love that you said that because that is that was another thing that bothered me was because there's there like you can't just say that America has a homeless problem uh, because it's there's ninety different problems or symptoms for for what's going on there's mental health there's mm-hmm. uh you're talking about uh uh crazy vets with crazy P- ptsd i mean there's so many different factors going into it you can't just say it's just one thing and when you when you talk about it like that and and you mention the fact that yeah he i i i, I thought about that before yeah he was he was upset he got caught but even then like it still it confused me because like He's friends with Mr. T. <laughs> like, like, uh, like, right. so it just confused the shit out of me. Like the, the, the kid in me. And then, but as, as a black man, if you don't mind me asking, did, when you found out what that, or heard that recording, how did you feel? Um, my answer is going to be going to surprise you. I wasn't surprised at all because again, a lot of people, like I said, there are some people who who have, and like I said, I'm from Georgia, so you'd be surprised. I, like I grew up around the word, and yeah, it was it's very it's very derogatory. Probably one of the most evil words in the history of language. And yeah. but the, but in this day and age. Some people, I mean, and I'm not trying to get into politics or anything because this ain't what this show is about. But I'm just going to say that a little little bit more recently, people are a little bit more comfortable uh, about that word and the treatment of certain minorities. Okay. Now, if I was surprised that he said it, no. No, no. And again, was he, would he, would he apologize for it? I don't know. If he was legitimate or not, I know you were sorry he got caught, but yeah. <laughs> you know it is what it is. Now, uh, uh, another question, uh, and if you don't mind me asking another question on this, did you feel pressured to hate the Hulkster as a black man because the 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 pressure was to hate Hulkster if you're black? No, no, absolutely not. Can you can separate you can separate the Hulkster 
as a persona and not like Terry Bollea's actions. Like, for example, perfect example, Chris Benoit, the wrestler, I think he is one of the, he, I am a huge fan of Chris Benoit. I, he's one of the best wrestlers, technical wrestlers, bar none. Now, Chris Benoit, the person who happened to kill his family, that was freaking deplorable. Now, I can separate the two. Hate the act. I can separate where I can watch a Chris Benoit. Say again? Hate the act, respect the person up to a point. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I grew up on I grew up on uh, Hulk Hogan. If you're a wrestling fan, you cannot tell me that you didn't. Now, what he did as uh, was he was he Hulk Hogan that he hated black people and said the words? Probably not. He was probably Terry Bollea. Right. Something, and he just chose a piss poor way to describe his feelings. Now he probably said it before. He just got recorded saying. Right. So. There you go. And now, uh, just to wrap up this conversation, uh, and I'm so glad you brought up Chris Benoit because Y2J Kosherko, my hero, uh, interviewed his uh, widow's, uh, well, how do you say it? His, Chris Benoit's wife's sister. And they talked about Chris mm-hmm. in a positive manner. And they said, we deplore what he did, but we want to talk about him and humanize him. And that is one thing that. I, I, it was really bothering me right now about in our in our culture is the cancel culture, and the the fact that you're able to separate that thing and then be able to say it so elegantly makes me so happy around the show because that is a difficult thing to express. And there's a lot of things right. you, you can't say unless you're black or unless you're Mexican. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, one of my buddies, uh, one of the bigger names from Colorado, posted something that said the N word, but it wasn't like. It wasn't like uh, derogatory. It was one of those like memes. He reposted a meme, and I was like, "Yo, um, you might not, you might want to delete this." And he messaged me oh, back, right. and and uh, he's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Because when you're about to get hired by WWE and they see this, they're gonna search for that." What what? How are you gonna explain that? He said, "Good point," and he thanked me and deleted it. But he he also didn't didn't shame me for calling him out on that. I was just like, dude, like you're you're gonna make it. Delete this shit right now. Right. <laughs> Delete right. this shit right now. Now 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 the meme was funny. <laughs> it was a funny meme, but it just happened to say nigga. And and okay, it didn't have the ER at the end, but at the same time though no, no, don't don't do it. <laughs> don't no, like like stop. <laughs> and uh and uh but And it uh, falls back and it falls back to what I was saying before about like like I said, when you're in the wrestling business, especially now, because there's been a lot of people who have been let go for what they posted. Like for, for example, Seth Rollins' ex girlfriend. Oh Jesus! Who was in the uh, NXT training, I forgot Zer, 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 Shriver or something like that. I can't say her name, but she had swastika memorabilia in a, tw- in a Twitter picture five years ago. Agreed. And, I remember. and they let her go. I remember. Even, now, even even Seth Rollins being her boyfriend and being the main event, or I think he was the champion at the time, but that couldn't even save her. And now, if you are a wrestler, you, you know, you kind of have to watch what you put. Because like I said, in the unlikely event that I get picked up by the big three, whether it's Ring of Honor or WWE or AEW or whatever, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to search my they're going to search 
my Facebook, uh, uh, my Facebook profile to see if I have any questionable things on there. Because they don't want to, they don't no. want to take, they don't want to have that person as a risk. Now, now uh, to wrap this up, I've got, I've got three points to make. Number one, right. if you made a mistake. You can be, you should be forgiven if you apologize legitimately and understand that you made a mistake. You're a human being. We're we're not perfect. We're fallible. We're, that's all our. That's our nature is to destroy ourselves. Right. If you make a mistake, I believe you should be given the chance to be forgiven, and that you or you you paid your debt to society, and that you fucked up, and you said you're sorry. You did your community service. I don't care what it was, as long as you're legit sorry and and try to make amends. Number two, I'm happy to t- discuss this sort of uh, information with you because uh, I grew up really goth, wearing makeup. Uh, like, mm-hmm. like it, it was it was a problem. But uh, I grew up in the military, and I never had anyone ever be. <laughs> How can I say this? I, I guess the only way to say it is to say it flat out. The only group of people that never called me a faggot were black people. Not. Once, no matter how gangster, how thuggish, no matter how cool of the music they listened was better than mine, not one of them ever called me a faggot. And they always, like, yeah, they gave me a look, but once they realized I was on a level, they didn't give a shit. I was invited to houses, I was invited to barbecues, I was invited to, to like, I, like mothers shared recipes for meatloaf. I, I'm talking like, like, it, it, like grandma recipes in right. full makeup. And and I, I want to say that point of view because it, it means a lot to me. If we're in the club, if, if you can't find me, find the gaggle of black chicks. I'm in the middle because I know the rules. Don't touch. <laughs> don't touch. Get down all the way to the ground. <laughs> and uh, and um, right. It, but it 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 makes me sad that we're in a in in this sort of environment. But at the same time, though. Uh, God, like, what am I thanking you for being black and not calling me a faggot? I don't. I guess so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I will say this, and then we're going to move on to actual wrestling. Okay? Hell There's yeah. a quote from Martin Luther King, and I stay, stand by it by to this day. I never judge a, a person by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, and that is that is the way that I live. And I don't care what you are. Your race, your color, your creed, your your orientation, your what do you identify as? I don't give a damn. If you're cool with me, I, I'm gonna be cool with you because yeah. you're a person at, at the end of the day. Hell so, yeah, that's what I am. Hell yeah, on the wrestling show. Yeah, but back to wrestling. And thank you for going on that hard left with me. And I'm gonna go hard right now. Uh, one of my favorite things okay. right now is because I've been in a bunch of different locker rooms in Colorado, and uh, obviously mm-hmm. because I work for CSW. Uh, people didn't think I'm partial to CSW, which up to a point, yeah, but their locker room is different. There's no shit talking. Everyone is ready. Everyone's watching. Everyone's matches. Everyone's ready to to give input. Everyone is there to like like give them someone ten bucks to like buy some food because like they're broke <laughs> and 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 and, right. and their purse for the night night is them getting back to Denver. Um, that's one thing I love so much about that. And then I, I I'm watching NWA power this week and, uh, I, I, my, my buddy told me it was amazing. My good buddy, Tom, and I'm like, so I put it on and, uh, they, they don't have that old school eighties uh, track no more. They're playing Pantera. Pantera. I, playing- I noticed it about that, that, uh, the show this week. I was like, 
Okay, so they're going from what is it, docking? It, no, who, it, who's it, the, um, it was docking a rat or something like that. But all it I was know an was, H-pan. I know that. All I know was was all of a sudden I'm watching NWA and they're playing Broken and I didn't know what to do. I I literally wanted to get up and slam my dick in a door because I didn't know what to fucking do because we're about to watch wrestling and Pantera's going on. And yeah, that's that weird. That was the first thing I said. <laughs> what, Pantera? That's Pantera. Really? <laughs> and, and then they go into, and then the first okay that 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 intro was was decent, but uh, they should have gone straight into Matt Cross. And all of a sudden, wait, well, that's that that's that, that's Matt Cross. <laughs> and exactly. This is what we're getting to watch for free on YouTube, and and uh, the crowd is into it. I, I like how I really like how well the wrestlers are ready to wrangle the crowd because if they're not ready to. To wrangle the crowd, the crowd's going to take over to that anything. Of they course, say. of course, anything they say. Uh, was there any particular match that stood out to you? I mean, like watching Matt Cross. Oh, well. Matt Cross. Uh, I've been a I've been a huge fan of Matt Cross all the way back to when he was in when he was M Dog Twenty. Oh yeah, that's how. Yeah, yeah. So that so for y'all that don't know, this is before Matt Cross. This is before Son of Havoc. He was M Dog Twenty. If you if you don't know. Do some research, okay? That's right. that's how old school I am. So yeah, always been a friend of his. Uh, high flyer, dude is insane. I mean, with some of the stuff that he did, it was kind of like defied gravity. Where I don't know if you remember this movie, does he goes out on the post and he kind of like planks and then he drops to the opponent below. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite matches on there. Ooh, uh, like I said, it was one of those shows that was not bad. I think the best match that I saw um, actually would have to be the ladies. Oh, Allison K versus Thunder Rose. Oh, the the rematch that was fucking rad. That rematch. was so good because like it, it was like it was yin and yang from the last match to this one. They both mm-hmm. got their shit in, but at the same time though. I, like halfway through the match, I'm like, I don't care who wins. I just want them to keep going. Well, I, I knew she. I knew that Allison K wasn't going to get her belt back, but at the same time, still, I'm like, damn, it's just it's a good ass match, you know. Yeah, but but and, and then another thing was is we actually got to see the fucking rematch. Think about it. AJ never got his rematch. Kevin Owens never got his rematch. Uh, God, we can keep going about who never got their goddamn rematch. That that was like that, that, that's another that's another podcast for another day. Oh hell yeah! I mean, like the fact that AJ never got his rematch, or that Finn never got his rematch, and, and then God, uh, God, that is another podcast today because I'm about to get real pissed off just thinking about this right now, man. Brock gets <laughs> infinite. Brock gets infinite rematches. So I just wanted to troll you a little bit. Oh yeah. goddamn. He didn't get the ma- he didn't get the rematch after uh, Seth stole it from him though. Remember uh, that next night at Raw, Stephanie like sent his ass away for like four or five months. But yeah, because he was suspended. He was suspended. He was, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But but uh, uh, the, the, uh, back to Matt Cross though, I was a little pissed that he won because he didn't need to win. Mm-hmm. He he got his shit in. We're seeing Matt Cross put the other guy over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even like if it was a weird like a DQ. Uh, I wouldn't have cared. I wanted the other guy to win because I felt that the other guy needed to get over more because no one knew who the hell he was. 
Right, and that's true. And I think the re- I think the reason why they got him over, and again, this is just my theory. I think because he lost a tournament for the TV title, that you know they kind of he's like, well, hey, we gotta we know who you are. We oh, this guy doesn't know who he is, but have a great have a good 10, 15 minute match, so that way they know you know he, we. I mean, Cross is gonna go over, but you know, have a good match. I mean, and, he, and that's what he did. Even though you did not know who he was, he had a good match, and he didn't didn't get completely destroyed by Cross either, because that could have went either way. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he could have been annihilated. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He could have been annihilated. Um, another thing that a lot of people don't understand, and uh, uh, most of the listeners now know this, but if you're a new listener, is that NWA is owned and operated by Billy Corgan. As in, as in bullet with butterfly wings, yeah, yeah. And uh, if if you look back, that that that's a whole thing you guys need to look back on was his control and his problems with Daisy back in TNA, and um, God, his 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 input on what AJ was doing. Uh, there, there was so, there's so much history, and it, when I watch NWA, it's 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 a perfect system. It's it's so contained. They've got the right people. I mean, like, and and can you imagine, like, remember watching in uh, NXT like two years ago? They're they're at full full cross or full what, full like, sale full full, full sale, sale, and it's like the same people in the crowd all the time. But mm-hmm. the the they've got so many different people in the crowd in 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 NWA, and these people are hungry, and they they are happy to be there, and they they're behaving themselves. I mean, they've got a little bit of signs. It, it's just it, it's just a perfect system, and I hope they don't they don't screw it up. Uh, I really look. Well, actually, let me ask you: How do you feel about all the uh, the cross contamination with Ring of Honor lately? Well, I don't. I don't have anything negative to say about it. In fact, the way I feel about it is, is that you gotta remember, Ring of Honor had a, a couple of problems. Had some problems a couple of months ago. Because you gotta remember, they were losing all their big names. They were losing the Young Bucks. They lost uh, Hangman Page. They lost Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, Scorpio Sky. Uh, they they got they was so basically they were losing all. They were basically having what happened with TNA a few years ago happen to them because they're losing all of their main event players. And the only people that they got left, like, for example, could you tell me who the world champion of Ring of Honor is right now? Hell no, I can't. <laughs> I can't either. Uh-uh-uh. But, but, but with them uh, cross, comp- with them cross promoting, that shows that they're still relevant and they still have talent. So like Marty Skrull, being over with uh being over to NWA feuding with uh Nick Aldis, I think that's great. I think that, you know, that um I do if I'm and I, if I correct me if I'm wrong, Ring of Honor, are they still working with uh, New Japan or yes. are they ceased to yes. they ceased yes. uh, Mar- arrangements? Marty, Marty invaded uh, New Japan last week and uh that's okay. that's what makes me still really excited about it is because New Japan, Ring of Honor, NWA do keep doing what you're doing. 
just don't lose faith in your in your roster, even though a lot of the big names left. Because hell, remember uh, everyone left uh, Impact, and like, how is Impact ever going to get back? And and, and they still survived. They They're still survived. Blind. They still survived. Uh, uh, New Japan's still surviving. Um, all these guys, Ring, Ring of Honor back in like 20 fucking 10, and they're they're losing the biggest names. And okay. I mean, you got to think, like everybody that was in Ring of Honor that was a big deal back in the day, they're either in All Elite or WWE. Because, like, you got to think, uh, Adam Pay, uh, Adam Cole, he was in the Ring of Honor. The Red Dragon, which is Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. They right. were Ring of Honor. Right. Uh, Samoa Joe, Kevin Steen, El Generico. El well, Generico. now he's Sami Zayn. I mean, you got to think. WWE, they were and they were notorious for it. They scooped everybody up. They said, "Okay, tell, give us a number and tell us when to stop." And I can't really say I blame them, but Ring of Honor, they are doing. They're still doing well. I think Flip Gordon is still there. You got yeah, uh, PCO. You got Bandito. In fact, I think Bandito is the champion, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jeff, they've got Jeff Cobb. Uh, Jeff Cobb. Yeah. God damn. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a, it's just such a good time, and just pick your guy. I mean, like, if if anything, I, like, if I was if I was gonna be a booker or any sort of promoter guy, I would just be like, okay, you guys are all the same dudes uh, that are wrestling, uh, whether you're in All Elite, New Japan. Um, I want to make a bunch of action figures. <laughs> I, 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 like, G.I. Joe size action figures of all, like, imagine if if you could do that. Like, where you had the action figures, G.I. Joe size. You'd be right. buying up left and right. <laughs> right. Um, well, let's, well, let's talk about All Elite, man. Uh, all Elite made me really happy because... Uh, Cody said it was going to be a really hard episode, and I was okay. Bring it. And when Dean, I, like the the Dean, and uh, and I still keep calling him LAX, <laughs> but uh, I, I really hate their gimmick. I really hate the thug gimmick. Like it, it's it's so it's so derivative. And, and well, okay. what else are they going to be though? Oof. I mean, you got you got to go with what works because again. If they're not the thug gimmick or the stereotypical New York Puerto Rican gangster gimmick, then what are they going to do? They're going to be like Primo and Epico from WWE, where their gimmick was, and I'm not going to lie, there were there were real estate salesmen yeah. for Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto that, Rico. that was bad, and, the, and the, that was horrible. That, that was terrible. But but it, it, on a different light, though, then if if, if you can't put if you're from Puerto Rico and you and you have to be a thug, but then you think about uh, what Javier Cruz here in Colorado Springs is doing. He's not a thug. He's just Puerto Rican and badass. And he's got his whole – he's got like a quarter of that crowd all Puerto Rican with like multiple flags. And he's not a thug. He, 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 he talks – He was in, a luchador at one point. Yeah, but he talks in Spanish – he he, but he doesn't have to do some derivative shit. He's himself, and exactly. uh, he's over as hell. Like goddamn, like right. they cheered for him for like ten minutes when he won uh, last month the seven one nine belt. Um, he didn't just that wasn't just his mom and dad at the show. <laughs> that was those were people he did, and then that's funny because I talked to him after the show. Those were people he did not even know. Yeah. 
Yeah, and 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 he's not. He's being himself, and he's getting over, and he's not having to do some derivative bullshit thug from Brooklyn, but I'm Puerto Rican. Or weren't you guys Cuban at a time? And then what? The, <laughs> it, it, like, and then and then, and then like, uh, what happened to uh, uh, um, goddamn uh, um, Conan? Like, uh, Conan's Conan's gone, and and then he was like your drunk uncle that couldn't fight no more, and he got his like like nephews to do it, and like. Uh, that's what bothers me. And 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 uh, Javier Cruz, if you're listening, the reason why I have a problem with LAX right now uh, uh, is because they're not as good as you. You're getting <laughs> well, you're getting that over. Well, let me go ahead and explain. Okay, so when and again, this is probably going to tread into some of the stuff that we talked about earlier. But when you are a different. When, when you're in a when you're a different race or a different ethnicity, there's only so many things gimmick wise that you can do. So, for example, and, and the thing about it is with uh, Ortiz and uh, Santana, they were originally LA, they were called LAX. But I was like, wait a minute, ain't LAX Conan and I mean uh, Homicide and uh, Supermax? Yeah. But but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, you know, like, for example, other than Eric Eddie Guerrero, name some successful Latin gimmicks. I'll wait. Uh, okay, go ahead. Cause I uh, Andra- okay, <laughs> I can only name one right now. Andrade. Andrade and uh, Humberto, who he's feuding with in WWE. That's it. God. That's it. Well, what about... um? God, you know, Vampiro wasn't even Mexican. He was Canadian, but he's like, Canadian, but he lived in Mexico. Yeah, he he was so, he was so over there. Um, God, there there's. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you want, you. I mean, to to be honest with you, and like I said, I don't know. I, I'm not. I haven't been in the business every long, very long. I'm just talking as a fan. Latin, the uh, most Latinos, they're either they're either portrayed as a thugs, b Mask luchadors or see Eddie Guerrero. Well, that's what that's why I love Javier Cruz right now because he's not any of those things. He's just himself turned to love. Exactly. He, he was the very first uh, wrestler uh, uh, that agreed to be on the show, and that was back when he was Achilles. And and then when he turned into Javier Cruz, we did another interview with him, and then. He's just himself turned to eleven. He's not right. He's not showing up in a low rider. Yeah, he talks in Spanish, but not because it's a gimmick. That's just how he fucking talks. That's how, yeah, that's how he talks. Exactly. That's just how and he talks, funny. and 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 it gets so over in 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 like he he gets so over when he's speaking a million miles a second because Puerto Ricans speak Spanish so goddamn fast. Like right. it, like like you're like nodding in acceptance. I don't. I, I just love everything you're saying, and he's getting so over. I, I just love watching that guy succeed but let's uh let's move on uh well um let's move on because we were talking about mox how did you feel about the uh, eye stabbing okay so snake moxley <laughs> i'll be honest with you i, I, I love what they're doing and I, i'm just gonna be because i'm a huge i'm a huge fan of moxley and then he becomes a uh, solid snake moxley now and he's doing. He's, and the thing about it is, I I heard people were like, "Oh, I don't like what Moxley's doing with uh, taking people of the eye thing." I'm and I'm kind of want to say like, he's not the first person that did this shit. 
Remember when Randy Orton was putting motherfuckers and putting them in the Remember when Pentagon was breaking people's arms? Breaking, arms breaking people's fucking arms. Breaking people's this arms. Is, is, and they were yeah. like, they were hurt for next week, and then the week after that, they were okay. Exactly. Moxley, in fact, out of all the people that he does his revenge gimmick and taking people's eyes out, because I got a funny feeling this ain't going to be the, the last one that he does, at least he has a reason for it, because he lost his eye due to the fact due to inner circle so what is he doing he's going after everybody in the inner circle and bestowing the same torment that they did on him now pentagon no shade to pentagon because i'm a fan of his and lucha underground what did he do he beat people's ass he broke people's arms on to the next one didn't have a reason to do it on to the next one (laughs) yeah on to the next one and randy orton what did he do he uh beat people's ass and with an rko and then punted them and gave them like a seizure and then put them in the hospital. I, I and didn't give a damn who it was. <laughs> I, I gotta say my favorite Randy Orton moment was uh like four years ago when like he got suspended and he's like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna RKO everyone and like like Heath Slater's like walking to, with his tray in the cafeteria. <laughs> and then RK out of nowhere. The the the, the RK and they still haven't told us who who hit Kevin Kevin Owens in the face with the pie like two years later. And they won't. It's 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 just just don't just don't think about it. I'm not, I'm not gonna think about it. He was eating chips under the he was eating chips under the table the whole time. Uh, right. All right, so all right, so uh, Britt Baker and uh, Yuki, uh, or I, I, dude, I don't want to. Sakura, yeah. Uh, Yuka, Yuki Sakura. Ah, uh, sorry, I, my 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 Japanese is horrible. Horrible. Okay, so again, uh, the thing with the tooth. Don't be surprised if they do the same thing as John Moxley is doing with the eyes. I, I want it. That's gonna be. I want. That's it. gonna be. That's gonna be her. I, I'm I'm putting I'm putting this out there right now. That's gonna be her thing. That's going to be her thing where she just knocks people's tooth out just like, you know, Kane when he came out back in the day. Like when he first came out and he had the mask and then he just tombstoned and, you know, chokeslam and tombstoned him like his brother. Straight to hell. That's going to be – yep, that's going to be his thing. Uh, dude, I, I want it to because, like, I, I always really liked her, but, like, at the Jericho Cruise when she started hitting on uh, – t- uh, ha- hating on – and – uh I was like, God damn, she is really being brutal. And then, and then this week, she took it to another level. And then, um, you you did see her. Uh, if you're paying attention, you did see her shove it two things: a blood pack and a tooth in her mouth. You didn't see what was in her hands. But I didn't you, see it. Uh, no, I. I, I, I <laughs> I totally spoiling it for me. I didn't. See. I, I I totally saw it, but even then, uh, that was wonderful. Like, make right. her make her even like like people hate her now, and that is the essence of being a heel. And 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 the the it's it's such a hard thing to do because when they put you, they make you a heel, you can easily make people hate you. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. It's even harder to make people like you, but to for them to really hate you, <laughs> like really hate like, you, like like they want to wait for you at your car and yes. want to stab you. Yes, like, like like at the end of AEW, like, yes, like, that that type. Of thing. 
Yeah, in, in this in, in this episode of AEW, uh, they cut it out real fast, but uh, MGF got assaulted by a fan, <laughs> like 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 a fan with yes. that that knows like you're not going to AEW as a regular ass fan. You're a smart mark. If you're if you're an AEW fan, you're a smart mark. Period. And you're still that mad at him that you assault him. And the, oh, the, MJF. MJF, I mean, let me stop you right there. MJF, bottom line, is probably one of the best heels in the game today. They, I've heard it from people who have actually seen him, have actually met him. He did not drop that gimmick one minute. Not he, one he is an asshole 25-8. So that extra hour and that extra day, he's that asshole. He's so that asshole. He's, goddamn, his scarf says, like, uh, the scarf says, I can't afford a real scarf. <laughs> and he still sells it. <laughs> and people yeah. are wearing that, that shit. Scarf says I'm not quarter, that scarf says I'm not color coordinated. <laughs> That's another reason for you to hate me. Because I wear every anything except what matches with the fucking scarf. So there you go. Uh, I, I was a little... Um, I was a little, little surprised that they were doing a lashes match type thing where where he was taking the beating, especially first off because he snapped the he snapped the belt like my dad used to do, so my asshole clenched up immediately. <laughs> oh, so I'm not so I'm not the only one then because I'm from the south, so we we got beatings with uh, belts and shit. Yeah, I'm like oh damn, no no, that's my, triggering something. My dad's a great guy. I love him with all my heart. I was hanging out with him earlier, but like back in the day, man, uh, if I fucked up. I was getting whooped, and he'd snap that yeah. belt. And when he snapped that belt, like uh, I, I sat up a second because it was that pucker. <laughs> and uh, I, I love. I remember that. Yeah. I remember it. Uh, did you remember uh, uh, when you asked? Uh, like, I remember one time my dad's like, "Go get me a belt," and I went and got like his wimpiest belt. It was like a cloth thing. <laughs> He's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." <laughs> he go. No, I, well, my mom, what she did was so in the south, we she used the belt, but she also use what's called a switch oh so dude like, you got a so, switch yeah we got oh switch. dude we got switches she said picture give, give me some switches and i tried to be slick and get like the thin flimsy one flimsiest one and i guess my mom decided to become simon belmont from castlevania <laughs> them all. and she made like a makeshift whip and i'm like what the fuck i never so I love, I love you, mom. By the way, if you're listening to this, but I love my dad. I'm not gonna lie about too. this. You whoop my ass. Okay? Yeah, I, I got lucky. I never got the switch treatment, but I remember being, I, I remember being told I was lucky I didn't get the switch treatment, and and I didn't know until I saw TV, and I was like, God damn, because you think that you get the little one and you're <laughs> that you're gonna be okay? <laughs> no. Yeah, she got like five. I got like five of them, and I thought I was slick because like. These are not. These are gonna break easily. These aren't gonna do anything. And then next thing you know, she's like braiding, and I'm like, uh, "What are you doing? Oh no, she's making it into a whip. Oh shit, dude. <laughs> so like Castlevania and this bitch. Oh dude. <laughs> anyway, can we, can we <laughs> yeah, let's move on because like I'm getting flashbacks. some flashbacks here. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's talk about Pac. I loved that promo on the stairs. Um, yes. The promo on the stairs was good. Uh, I'm still confused that he's going after. I thought he was going after uh, Moxley, and, and but Moxley's after they got that thing going on with Jericho, White Jam Hero, and but that promo was expertly filmed. I love how quick those the vignettes are. It's not even a promo; it's a vignette. You got to make the difference. Uh, the 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 vignettes are quick. They're sweet. Um, 
They're to the point, and they're, they're not insulting. They're, they're to the point. Um, the, the only long vignettes I really liked was the old Val Venus ones with, like, Pamela Anderson and shit like that. Those are the vignettes yeah. I miss. But uh, even then, like, that was a great promo. Uh, expertly filmed. It made it was legit. It was legit scary. Um, how did you feel about the? How do you feel about them making Hangman an alcoholic? Okay, so I think it's. I did, okay. So the alcoholic storylines. No matter what promotion or what, what guy you get does it with the only one. That, I, I never liked. Them. I never liked any any. Um, Storylines that deal with like alcoholism or um, drug use or anything like that. Yeah. The only one that I could actually deal with was Sandman. Anybody with anything that deal with Sandman, I could deal with. Uh, but the thing about it is, it just sucks because I know what they're trying to do. They're either they're trying to te- either one of two things. They're either going to tease separation uh, from Hang- Hangman. From the the Bucks and the All the Elite, yeah, uh, the Elite, the being the Elite, or they're going to tease, have have a um, have an argument, and you know they'll they'll stay together. Which I'm like, dude, y'all could y'all could do so much better than that than than just that, you know. But again, I mean, we'll see where it goes, you know. I'm kind of hoping that they do a a different take on it. I, I want to see him hit bottom, and I want them to do like. Even like a dare type thing, like where where Heyman hits bottom and, and gets better, like loses right. loses weight. I mean, like even even if like you're not like focusing on kids like the way Dare did, uh, I think mm-hmm. that would help a lot of people if they saw Heyman get better and and the struggle from right. upward up upwards out because that would be a hard Oprah type story, and it would it would be legit, right. but it would be hard to pull off in the wrestling business because I I think they'd have to do it quickly. Because people would get bored of it very, very fast. Right, but, I but, agree. But even then, I, I, I'm I don't understand why they'd want to break up the elite because it's going to hurt the 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 YouTube show. Um, and the fact the whole thing is called All Elite Wrestling, but we don't know. I mean, these guys are they're they're I really can't question anything they're doing because they haven't let me down yet. Right, right. No, that makes sense. That makes uh, perfect sense. I'm I'm, I'm pretty upset that Awesome Conga, her, uh, I read that she uh, it might be a work in regards to her uh, doing the new uh, ser- uh, Glow series, which I'd love to happen because I think right. I'd love to Glow. Like, dude, I, I watched I watched Glow season one and two with my mom. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, even uh, that's the beauty of wrestling is that. We even as us as educated fans or that we think we know everything, even we don't even know if it's a work or not. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I came to the realization until I hear from a reliable source. I, I'm, if, if I believe it's if I believe it's a work, I did it's a work. If it's a shoot, it's a shoot. So if somebody got yeah, I heard this guy got fired and then come back. Then a couple of weeks later, they come back to WWE and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a work. But then if I hear, uh, yeah, such and such, if, if they don't give their real name, they give their shoot name, not their work, not their work name. They've been given. They we wish them well on their future endeavors. Then I like for example, um, Brandon Huber. Uh, or that's, that's, that's his name, which is uh, Brody Lee. Yeah. And, and yeah. When they let him go, they gave they put his real name out there. I'm like, oh shit. So 
They really let him know. Okay. So, yeah. But now, yeah. now uh, before we start recording, you mentioned you wanted to start doing a wrestle of the week. Yes, I wanted. So I wanted to do a special uh, slick. Uh, I like to call it slick pick, slick pick wrestler of the week. And basically, what my what the prerequisite is is that somebody that stands out to me, uh, I pick them as the wrestler of the week, and I explain why. And my wrestler of the week is Eddie Kingston from NWA Power. Now, if you've nice. been on my shoot wrestling page, my shoot uh, page, my real page. Uh, number one, it is no secret. I am a, I am a huge Eddie Kingston fan. Now, is Eddie Kingston, is he like built? Is he like, uh, got a six pack? No, absolutely not. Does he, does he look like an athlete? I'm not saying he looks like Viscera, but he does have a wrestler frame. But the thing about him that I like is his promos and that in the ring. He gives you passion in the ring. He gives you passion in his promos. In fact, some of my promo styles may be patterned to him. Not going to say it is, not going to say it isn't. But if you saw the promo that he shot against the Dawsons and the, the Pope, if you haven't seen that, I strongly recommend you check that out because that is some passion. That is some pro, that's some fire promo work, and he's my wrestler pick for the week. Dude, I'm all about it. Let's, uh, guys, look him up. Let's let's see what we can find and uh, have some fun looking it up. Anything else you want to wrap up? Because the only the, like, if I was going to say anything, I'd say my uh, Colorado wrestler of the week would be Javier Cruz. Now that I, I really put it in perspective, that this guy has turned himself up to 11, and I've seen him develop. Him and I have had some serious conversations. I remember one of the things that made me uh, most uh, justified in what I'm doing mm-hmm. was I was at an Iron Hills match. Uh, show and uh, he was wrestling his Achilles and he comes up to me and grabs me like grabbed my fucking arm and said I need to talk to you right now and just drag me outside and uh, I'm like like this dude wants my opinion but even then him turned up to 11 and not even knowing all the Puerto Ricans there that was that <laughs> Like I thought that was a plant, and he's like, nah. <laughs> I don't know none of those. I asked him too. Like, dude, you brought your whole family here? Like, dog, I don't know who none of them motherfuckers. I'm like, seriously, they're, they're dancing and they know every word to his damn theme song. And I'm like, all right, let this oh. is, let's do it, man. Okay. He's got a match coming up uh, uh, next weekend, and um, yes. She gets to go up again. Yeah, so uh, once we're already on that subject, we're going to go ahead and plug the uh, Rudapalooza, named after a certain someone. I'm not going to mention his name. Oh, that uh, son of yeah. a bitch. <laughs> what? That son of a bitch. I don't want to say his goddamn name. I fucking hate yeah. that guy. We'll, we'll, treat, we'll, we'll treat him like Voldemort. But yeah, it's a stat card. I'm going to try to be there. It's my daughter's birthday. So I'm going to try to, uh, at, like I said, show my face and, uh, you know, support it. Uh, but yeah, stat card. We got uh, Javier Cruz versus Animal Sam. That's his Ooh. second defense in for the 719 title. Vanity Inc. versus Hood Extreme. We yep. got Captain Stevens versus Johnny Crash. I fucking love Johnny Crash, man. Oh, yeah. Last man, uh, last man standing match. Uh, Delta Jr. versus Cormac Battle. I mean, like, uh, goddamn. Uh, Cormac 
he's he's special. I mean, there's something about him. But even then, I, like, I want to see him throw down with Delta. This is going to be great. Oh, of course, of course, of course. I mean, it'd be funny to see if he can get his uh, title back from uh, Delta Junior, or he could actually, you know, that's there's so much story behind that right there. There's uh, Ariel Roy versus Tyra. Uh, God, you know one thing about uh, Colorado Springs wrestling. And we'll just Colorado in general. The women's wrestling is phenomenal. It like oh yeah, it, oh yeah. You got you got. I mean, you can go down the list. I mean, you got. I mean, and these are the women that I know. You got Daisy, which I hope she gets better soon. Love Daisy. Uh, Love that Daisy. Yep. You got Aria Aurora. You got uh, Tyra. You got Abaddon. I already mentioned. Oh, her Abaddon. Last. Abaddon's my favorite. And we got Lilith. We've got. Um, uh, got uh, Rekka uh, back from uh, from Rekka Tahaka. Yeah, yep. um, like, and the one thing I love about it is because is that is getting to the point that because when the women's revolution happened, it was like they made a big deal about it was women's wrestling. Okay, that's great, it's women's wrestling, but now the people, the, the women in Colorado have gotten so good that we can. I honestly think we should no longer call it women's wrestling and just say wrestling. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a different division. I mean, I don't care. See, and that's the thing about me. I don't care how you look. I don't care what, you know, what physical assets you got. Long as you can wrestle, you can throw down and bring it. Shit, I'm I'm entertained. I mean, and I'm easily entertainable. But yeah, there are so many there are so many women in in Colorado, and like I said, not just Colorado Springs wrestling, but in Colorado in general that, you know, that they can that they can throw down. I know I didn't mention them all. If I forgot you, I am so yes. sorry. Yes. Please don't please don't flame we're, this page. We're speaking off the cuff, ladies. Uh, like if we forgot your name, we apologize. And we, all we're trying to say is is that it's getting so good that we can no longer call it women's wrestling because it's just you guys are wrestlers pure and true and I think that saying that it's women's wrestling is a detriment uh to your cause because that means it's different and separate calling you just wrestlers and, and you're you're one of the boys, one of the girls, that's what matters. The quality right. kicking some ass. Uh I, I don't care if it's an intergender match. I don't I don't give a damn. What I care is right. is seeing some talent and the women in Colorado have serious talent to the point where I don't want to call it women's wrestling anymore. I I and I respect that. All right. Uh damn we did it. What what I, Damn, so it's almost been almost a ninety minutes. Yeah, man. Uh, like, let's, let's let's wrap up, man. Like, uh, you got a final thought for uh, for the week? Uh, other than that, uh, and, and and I've been bad about this too, but I'm gonna go ahead and try. Uh, like I said, if you know me, you know that I have a lot of stuff going on between me being a student me being uh you know a father and also trying to and i have surgery by the way i do have surgery on the 19th so keep me in your prayers you know hopefully i get a speedy recovery hopefully it's not as bad as it is but i want to say this and a certain wrestler did say this we do need to support you know colorado wrestling as a whole i like i said uh there was a great there was a great couple of great shows there was a great show tonight there was a great show last uh last night unfortunately i couldn't make it Due to prior commitments, but again, if you are in the Denver area, Denver surrounding area, if you're in Colorado Springs, if you're south of you know south of Pueblo, we don't have an excuse anymore saying, "Oh, why don't we have 
why don't we have wrestling? Because uh, it's kind of funny. I went to a store the other day, and I was talking about, you know, Colorado Springs wrestling. And swear to God, the guy said, I did not know we had a wrestling promotion, not just in Colorado Springs, but in Colorado, period. That's I was sad. like, dude, there's wrestling everywhere if you look. So we we need to support, you know, we need to support everybody in Colorado Springs. I don't give a damn what promotion you like. It could be Rocky Mountain Pro, Tammy's, Triple L, Lucha, Lucha Libre and Labs, <clears throat> CSW, Redemption Championship Wrestling. Uh, I don't give a damn. If you are a wrestling fan and if you ain't doing shit, go and there's a wrestling show. Go to a wrestling show. If you ain't got no prior commitments, go to a wrestling show. Hell, I'm going to start, I mean, in the next couple of weeks, I'm not going to have shit to do, so I'm just going to go to a wrestling show just to cover my fix for it because I'm going to miss it too damn much. Damn right. Well, uh, God damn, this has been awesome, man. Uh, once again, this is Dangerous. This is Joshua Michael. This is Sergeant Slick. Uh, stay tuned because the second part of this uh, podcast is a awesome interview with Mr. Curtis Cole. Mr. Killer Curtis Cole. Kill us. He hates you. He hates you. Oh, I know he hates me. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, man, this has been great. Over and out. Guys, welcome to the second half of Minefields. I've got an amazing new guest. Uh, Introduce yourself, sir. Thanks for having me, bud. Uh, Curtis Cole, at your service, sir. Now, uh, before we started talking, you were saying that you uh, haven't really been... Uh, keeping up with any of the new product, but not because uh, you're lazy, but because you're kind of trying to look at some of the older stuff for inspiration. Is it, did I get that correct? Yes, sir. Absolutely. I believe that um, right now there is a growing culture of wrestling fans that want things to kind of slow down a little bit and uh, not knocking any products that are out there. But, um, I mean, even I'm getting a little uh, winded watching it sometimes. So I've really been going back and watching a whole bunch of like old Ted DiBiase and Bret Hart, but like stuff that really made me fall in love with wrestling, like originally when I was a kid. Is it is it working? Is it getting the gears going? The inspiration? Oh my goodness, dude! Yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, uh, the the early '90s was a great time for heels and faces. Um, and real easy psychology, just good guy, bad guy, man. I I dig that stuff. <laughs> No, I, I like that. How has it helped you in the ring? Um, it's slowed me down. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a coach at the Mercury Pro Wrestling Academy, and one thing I've been hammering into our students' heads uh, lately is to know your role in the ring. Like, like you need to know your place and your job. Um, there's a famous saying, uh, heel's job is to sell T-shirts for the face. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and then, I mean, no, nobody sold T-shirts better than Ted DiBiase. <laughs> so I've just, yeah, I, the guy was the guy was amazing. So I really, I'm just trying to settle into uh, to my role. So that way, if I set a good example, people will want to take after it. What do you feel your role is? And do you find yourself to be healed, uh, babyface? Uh, do you like being a tweener, or is there just strict good guy, bad guy? Uh, uh, right now, it's pretty much healed in every promotion I work. Which is good. I um, I'm I'm 190 pounds, dude, soaking wet. I'm I'm scrawny. You, you know, I got this mustache. They got this face, the pink gear. And for, uh, I was just up in Portland recently, and then the fans just hated me. It wasn't go away heat though. It was just you know they want to get up and punch me in the face, which is what you um, want. 
Well, that, that is absolutely what I want. So, so just using all that and putting it together. Once the once the baby face pins you, man, you know the place will explode because this disgusting scrawny mustache guy just got his ass kicked. Is uh now when it comes down to that, uh, when it comes down to the good guy bad guy thing, and you're talking about slowing things down, is it that you find that people are flipping around too much, doing too many crazy moves, and it's, like, diverting away from the psychology? Um, that, yes, I absolutely agree with what you just said. That was well, that was well spoken. Um, also, there's, I think that there's a lot of people trying to do things at a fast pace, and they're not necessarily good at it. Um, well, you, you know what, here, uh, Okada and Omega, everybody's seen that one. Um, they're not even moving that fast. They're just doing it smooth and nice. So it's very pleasing, and all the all the rest of the indie guys out there, you know, we watched Omega and Okada. And then you know, okay, well next Saturday I'm going to have a five star match too. Except I can't do half the shit, but I think I can, and I'm going to go twice as fast as they did. And all of a sudden, fans are getting sick of watching it, and they're kind of scratching their head and saying, "I'm not even sure what the fuck's going on in the ring." Sorry, Kai Cuss, excuse me. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're talking to wrestlers here, man. Like, uh, you know, thank you. Be, sorry, be, 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 be yourself. <laughs> Um, I, I like that you brought up the Okada and uh, Omega trilogy because the first one was really fast. Yeah, I, 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 I'm still confused if it's a five star or a six star Meltzer, whatever the fuck <laughs> you want to call it. Uh, like m- making up your own new star, um, that, that is so self serving. I mean, like even the Bucks have the, the 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 Meltzer bomb, which they botch all the time. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which, which I wonder if they botch it on purpose as a fuck you to him. Which, I have no clue. <laughs> it, it was funny. The the last one I saw was one of the closing things they did to end a match on last week's AEW, and then no, two weeks ago, and then they used it in the vignette for like get caught up for what happened last week on on this week's episode, which uh, was last Wednesday. And I was like, did they just put a botch in the promo? Like, did I? I think I saw that one actually. They didn't. <laughs> yeah, the flip was like very late, and <laughs> and he just kind of like the dude doing the flip. I'm not sure which guy it was. He like gently puts his hand on their thighs. Barely. <laughs> yeah. 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 There was just no, there was just nothing behind it. It was like, just do the move. Like we're already, we're, we're just committed. We're doing it, whether it looks like shit or not. <laughs> Dude, I dig that because that's not like one of the things that it, we take to ethos here at Minefields is it's not, uh, it's not um, amount over you know uh, the how does it go the uh, it's quality over quantity, and yes, sir. and I think that one of the good things about that's coming out from this whole smart mark thing toward the people reading all the rag sheets at all the time is that people are starting to notice when people are given shitty product. Yep. Is that something you, uh, like you guys preach, uh, at Rocky mountain pro at, at Mercury pro wrestling, sorry, as, as a coach. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, what sucks is the, the follow through on that is yeah, everybody's got to be on the same page and know what they're doing, but, a culture at wrestling school can be kind of hard because this guy over here wants to do comedy. This guy's a big power guy, so he just wants to, you know, whoop everybody's ass. This guy over here just wants to just, you know, get over for himself. Um, so yes, we preach it. Um, I'm not saying that we don't apply it. It's just, um, being a wrestling school, you just have all kinds of enthusiasm, um, just circulating in this little pot. (laughs) So sometimes it slips here and there. 
which, which makes sense. I assume you get the occasional Rudy every now and then, which would be kind of funny. Uh, but um, um, all right, so, so you're, you're talking about quality over quantity. You're talking about you know build psychology. Uh, you're having to wrangle all, like a, a bunch of different people all at once that all have different personalities. Now, uh, I guess my question here is: is it is that a difficult task? Are you guys breaking them down to make them up in their their image the way that Vince does, or are you doing or, or are you letting each person get their own personal person to help out, or or that focuses on them? Uh, right now, it is. Uh... You know, when you're there, you listen to the coach, and and we're gonna pray that you apply it. But when it comes to match time, man, like you're on your own. Like this is, we trust you. You know, we trust you to be on our shows to make our product good. I hope you listen this week. But also, I would never want to stifle somebody's creativity. That would be a real so, challenge um, thing. That like to, you got to make sure you're not. You know, you're you're you've got a soft hand, but a, but a loud bark to not really mess with their like their idea of what they want to do or feel like you're repressing them because that would breed some you know some animosity oh yeah they'll just quit people will just quit from there but but you definitely learn it so you know the first i mean even these these fast-paced matches yeah i've had a ton of them um one thing that slowed me down was uh milestone eight it was our biggest show of the year uh i'm the champion um Dropping the title of Tyler Stinson. I did a dive and I snapped my big toe. We had 15 minutes for the match and I snapped my big toe four minutes in. Ouch. On a, on a fucking dive. And I'm hobbling to the back. I just lost my title. And Al Snow's, Al Snow's in the back because he's a good friend of the academy. And he looks at me and he just goes, that's why I don't do stupid shit. <laughs> Gee, uh, I've never done, I've never done a dive ever since. <laughs> that's that's helpful, uh, Al. Uh, <laughs> something right. could have been useful to you yesterday. <laughs> but um, but I, I was I was super guilty of the just running around doing stuff, and that stuff is fine. But I've also found that my niche, like just being a skinny little dick, that uh, I'm gonna poke you in the eye, and I'm gonna take off the turnbuckle, spit in your face, and then you're gonna charge it. Hurt your ribs. Um, the audience can really connect with that stuff. Like that's the that's the wrestling they, they knew and grew up with. The products now are awesome, and it's more athletic than it's ever been. But I think that some of the reason that everybody's getting low viewership is because we're uh, Al Snow just recently said a lot of us are wrestling for ourselves and the boys in the back, and I believe that to be very true. Um, look what I can do. Look how well I can do it. Is now help uh, help help the listeners understand that because I understand that as someone that watches wrestling. Constantly. Sorry, sorry, I'm getting all I'm getting all preachy. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I want you to get preachy. I want you to tell, but just like this is the, this is exactly why I want, wanted you on the show. Other than you being a great wrestler, was to help uh, help explain a lot of things that some people might not understand because. Like, for example, in regards to what you're saying, I would love for it to be back in the day where, like, like in 20 years, I want someone to come up to you personally with, like, a picture of their mom be like, man, my mom used to take me all your shows, and, you know, we really bonded over that, and I remember how she let me, like, you know basically run and try, try to attack you. I was eight years old, but like, I really hated your guts, but, but, right? but like to, to, 
to understand that it's one of the best parts if you don't understand how wrestling works is look how kids react to it when they just hate this guy and they talk about it with their friends at school like man i can't wait till next week so i can watch this dude you know you know get his ass whooped because he whooped the ass he cheated and and, and beat up big guns you know like the big guns should have won uh and and i bring up big guns because that guy is just a perfect face and um is his oh did he see the best to work with because he he doesn't have to do anything yeah <laughs> now um so let's talk about the school more because uh, i want you, i want you to get the school over more uh how long have you been a coach there um, I started out as a kids coach about two and a half years ago and I've, uh, we have a shirt ranking system similar to like belts, um, in karate. And I've been a black shirt now for two years, which is a coach and a leader. Um, it's given not just because of ability, but understanding like, uh, eventually Matt Yaden, he's the guy that runs the school. He's my tag team partner. He just, he has an idea of what he wants to be taught and he needs people that can teach it and perform it properly and have his business in mind, like the best interest, which I mean, I'm one of his best friends. So of course I do, but also he knows that I'm not going to steer anybody wrong. Cause I fucking care way too much. Mm-hmm. One thing I like about Matt Yaden, I haven't met him yet, is that even when people don't know I'm a reporter, anytime his name comes up, it's always in the best of graces. Thank you very much. I love hearing that. Actually, that's awesome. We were, dude, we were backstage, and uh, you know, we're extras for WWE. Every time they come through, and every time we're back there, Matt works at TNA, and people are always coming by. Hey, hey, hey what's up? Um, I grew up fucking hating Jeff Jarrett. I wanted to kill him when I was a kid, just like you said earlier. I did too. And, <laughs> and and we were walking and catering. And we walk by Jeff Jarrett's table, and he looks at Matt and goes, Is that Matt Yaden? And I was like, Matt, bro, Jeff Jarrett knows like your name. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> I fucking worked with him forever. Like, And then Matt went off and talked to him. It's nice. Uh, since WWE's pretty much ran by a lot of TNA alumni, um, you know, they all know Matt backstage, which is awesome. Now, uh, when it comes to the, sh- to the, the school, uh, how much are the lessons? Um, right now we, uh, so actually Matt doesn't like to give the price out. Okay. Okay. Then, we, then let's, um, just, uh, let, then we'll, we'll skip it. We have a, we have an enrollment for the first year. And then after the, uh, after you do your first year, the price drops down very, very, very dramatically. Right. <laughs> um, cause now you're worth it. You've shown your, you've shown your proof. Absolutely. Uh, the reason he doesn't like putting it out there is because we offer a lot more at the school than somebody. When, once you see the price, um, well, it makes sense, man. Not, it, you got to build. Uh, the yeah, value. absolutely. You got to build um, it, the value. It, they don't know what they're getting that, that, that's included in that, so that's why he doesn't publicly like put it on the internet. No, it, it perfectly makes sense because if you say, "Hey, it's going to be hundred bucks a lesson," you're like, oh, "I don't know," but if like you let them know, like not only are you going to be trained by this guy and this guy who have been working in these different pub, uh, uh, territories, but also we're going to teach you how to take bumps, we're going to teach you how to look good when you get hurt, we're going to teach you how to talk in the locker room, and that is something that you can't just be told. Shit, man, you're preaching to the choir, dude. You nailed that. Sounds like you went there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just I, I I do my research, man, and it's one of those things where uh, I've cut a lot of stupid shit in my life, and I was like, well, I I want to like I'm, I'm I go to the gym a lot now, 
and I'm losing weight, but at the same time though, like it's boring and I'm I'll, like, that's where I get most of my, uh, wrestling watching done is like on a treadmill, like just jogging, uh, like four, four miles and watching a quick episode of like ring of honor. And I'm like, well, I also want to learn how to fight, but at the same time though, I feel like I'm in the locker room too much now that I need to least these guys to know I can take a bump <laughs> before. Hey, we we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that way, like, because it's it's fun. It's one of the weird things that happened was because I was really nervous. I've been a reporter since two thousand and four. I've interviewed Vince Vaughn. I've interviewed Evanescence, Deftones. I mean, I've really done a good job. That's awesome. Thank you. And and I was man, I, I, I people have been really good to me. I don't want to say I'm over, but I, I I'm definitely uh, I get the handshake. And that is all I can ask for, but I, I want more. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely something I'd want to check out on, on my own, on my own accord. Just to, I want you all to trust me. You know, like I'm not like. A, hey man, I bought you a drink last time I saw you. you. If that's not trust, I don't know what is. You damn well did. I really appreciated that drink. I really appreciated that drink because I was really nervous. Um, now the school, all right? So, would you consider the school to be like the NXT uh, to just Colorado? Or, um, or or just I, uh, or just Rocky Mountain Pro. Just Rocky Mountain Pro. Um, there's 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 another school here, and they're good. They teach good stuff, and I, I love everybody there. They're all my friends. Um, uh, Rocky Mountain Pro. We run a lot of shows. Last year we ran uh, something like 105 or something like that. Might it might be a little less. Um, we had a weekly TV show and just the culture is just, I think a little bit different between the two schools, but we all love each other. Um, what's nice about Colorado wrestling is a lot of the bad stuff has been, it's getting purged out, man. Like some of the bad apples are gone. And if they're there, they're not talking anymore and we're all shaking hands. And I haven't seen Eric angel for three and a half years. I thought the dude hated me and I just saw him for the first time and just shook his hand and said hi and thanked him. Cause he helped, he helped train me. I love that dude. Yeah. That guy and, was really nice to me too. Yeah. They're great dudes. And it's just, um, I just want for, for the listeners, Colorado wrestling say about 10 years ago, was just a pretty, uh, undeveloped territory. A lot of people didn't like each other, and there were some bad apples here and there. But nowadays, there's a lot of promotions in Colorado. There's three schools within a 200-mile radius, and we all just want to get along and just do well because we're finally on the map, and we were never on the map before, and we just want to keep going, and we all work together anyway, so we might as well fucking get along, right? Right. <laughs> right. Even if you don't, even if you don't get along, uh, play, play ball. Do business. Um, there's, yep, there's just nothing. play ball, dude. Nothing good is going to come from it. I know a, a big bad apple was recently purged a couple months ago, and like, man, it was weird talking to all these people because I just like showed up and and everyone was, like they were coming out of a daze. Like, we can do this now, and we can talk about this, and and right. it was, like it was it was a lot of fun. It was actually one of the main reasons I, I always tell everyone that I interview like no shooting because someone tried to do that, and I'm like, no, I don't want any of that. And um, let's talk. Uh, keep going back to the school, man. Um, what, what's your favorite part about the school? Because I really want all the people that go to the school to feel justified that you love them. And I know you do. Thanks, bud. I appreciate it. Um, my, uh, my favorite part about the school is that 
I, I am so, I, I'm surrounded by people I would never talk to. I would walk by the, at the grocery store and not even look at them. And everybody's here for a reason. And we all cry together and we all get hurt together. And we all pick each other up. And we, it, there's a, we can all be honest with each other. Because you cannot progress in pro wrestling without being honest to yourself. Um, and if you have people holding you accountable, then that's a, that's a huge thing. Um, who said it? Who said it? We just worked with a guy that came through here recently, and he said, uh, oh, no, I think actually this is Al Snow again. He said, the most dangerous person in pro wrestling that you can meet is the person that tells you, great match, kid. Oh, Because that means, that means he doesn't give a shit. Uh, yeah, that's why uh, when I came up to you, uh, I, I was trying to use some words that would make you feel like I, I, I knew what I was talking about because it's, <laughs> it's, you, you really can't just come up and say, uh, great match. Uh, from what I, what I have, uh, inferred is it'd be better if I came up to you and be like, man, you botched this, this, and this, but you fixed it with that. <laughs> right. And, um, but at the same time though, you didn't know me from Adam. So, <laughs> you know. Couldn't couldn't really do that. I didn't see any botches in that that big guns match. I don't think you can botch anything with big guns. He'll fix it. He'll make it. He'll shine it up. Thanks. Yeah, we did just, no, that match that we had at uh, CSW is just um, we were both ourselves. You know, our characters are flushed out. The, the audience knows what they're getting out of both of them. So even if uh, there's a little slip up, it's just part of the character. And we weren't even doing anything technical because we were. We had a little story going, you know, his ribs hurt. Yeah. Like he the scrawny guy's overpowering him. I'm I'm squeezing his ribs and spitting in his face. But then, you know, he he got his bearings straight and whooped my ass. <laughs> um, so that that's that's the that's what the audience was focused on, not the not the moves or anything. The moves don't matter. It was uh, one of the things about love love about big guns is he's a part of a a, a group of uh, people that I've noticed in New Era Colorado Springs Wrestling in Rocky Mountain Pro is the the guys that are a little bit more seasoned but will shine you right the fuck up no matter how green you are and that that makes that that's one thing that I feel fortunate about knowing as much as I do about wrestling or pro wrestling is to be able to be aware of that because you those guys are. I mean, they can let's just like you said earlier with, with your with your your students. There's the dude that just wants to get his shit in, and it, then there's dudes that want to shine everyone up and make them look good. And that is something so important, especially with building a territory, and, and with so many of these ter- like mini territories here in Colorado, it's only a matter of time before it just becomes Colorado. I agree, absolutely. It, I think that it's this place is going to look completely different in a couple of years. And it's because of guys like you helping out at the school, nice. not talking <laughs> shit. Um, man, it's one of it's one of the best things about it. I really, it's okay. So one of the things I got so excited about, one of the reasons I wanted to just keep doing what I'm doing, is the fact that uh, okay. So four years ago, maybe five, when things really started going in the indie scene, and like we started the well, not we, uh, the, the in the indies, like a, a, a wrestling renaissance started, and. I really feel like that renaissance is alive and well here in Colorado. And it, it's just going to be like, you know when you hear like, oh, the, the show's in Chicago. Well, yeah, great. The, that means the show's going to be awesome because that crowd's going to be crazy. Those guys love wrestling. I want that for mm-hmm. this state too. Me too. I was doing a show with Jax Dane one time uh, when he was the NWA champion. 
And uh, we were backstage, and he said, I, uh, I'm not jealous of you guys at all. And I asked him what he meant, and he said, there's so much to do in Colorado, and the people are such a specific way that pro wrestling's very, I mean, it's below secondary to people, you know. He's like, you know, we do a show in Texas, and I'm going to sell it. You know, everybody from the surrounding three towns is going to come to the show because it might be in an area where there's not much to do. Yeah. So I, I, I want that, too. I want people to just, everybody that I talk to, I'm a massage therapist outside of wrestling, and I, when I talk to people and tell them about wrestling, they say, oh, I didn't even know there was wrestling in Colorado. But there's like six fucking promotions. Yeah, <laughs> good ones too. And I, I have, I have, I have not been to a bad show. Yeah, man, they're getting fun. Have you, have you, were you able to check out Triple L at all yet? No, I have not. How do I look that up? Nice. Okay, uh, Lucha Libre and laughs. Um, that's uh, it's about once a month in uh, in Denver at the Oriental Theater, and it is very much. Uh, I mean, I, fuck, I think Joey Ryan's going to be there in two weeks. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart, before she went to NXT, one of her last shows was here. Um, those that's ran by Nick Gossard, we also do the Respect Women's Wrestling stuff, which is just solely women's wrestling. But Nick Gossard, who's the co-promoter, along with Matt Yaden, they really do their hardest to bring in some top indie talent just for the female scene. Yeah. And uh, that's that's getting attention all over the country now, which Jordan is awesome. Grace it's starting to become this place to aspire to go to. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thunder Rosa is going to be there. Jordan Grace. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa right. is the new women's champion in, in, in NWA, and she's one of my new favorites. Um, yep. God, you're, you're the Lucha Libre and the Laughs. I didn't know you called it Triple O, or what, what did you call it? Uh, yeah, uh, all of us just call it Triple L. Yeah, that's that's. I haven't been to that or, or Respect Women's Wrestling. I haven't been able to get to that, but luckily I've been able to start making money on a lot of different things. So it's been a lot easier to get to a lot of shows. Whether the only thing that really stops me is like the the snow, which sucks. Cause I'm driving from the Springs, dude. You're preaching to the choir, man. Like it's 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 brutal. It, I I get scared when CSW asks me to work somewhere or whatever because I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it because that's three weeks away and it might snow four fucking feet. Yeah, <laughs> that morning. <laughs> yeah, I was I was supposed to run sound at the uh, the Primo show on Friday and I was like I called uh, Vernola and like dude, there's no way I can do this. He's like, dude, I totally understand. Don't worry about it. But I thought I, was, I thought I was going to get blacklisted. No, he was totally he was totally cool about it, man. Which made me even happier about being in the situation that Colorado's in. But let's talk about you. Uh, let's talk about you. Put your, you've put your, uh, your school over before we, we, we wrap that up. Uh, how, does, how do our listeners find the school? Oh, thank you very much, dude. I appreciate it. Um, so if you, you just Google Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling Academy, um, we just recently went through a name change. It used to be Mercury Pro Wrestling Academy. So I actually don't know what the official website name is. <laughs> so gotcha. just Google RMP Wrestling Academy. Um, we have we have some pretty good alumni, Sam Udell, okay. uh, who is now known as Dak Draper, who just wrestled Dragon Lee in Ring of Honor for the U.S. title um, or the TV title or one of them. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, Otis Dozovic, um, who I know as Dozer. You mean from he, dude? I fell in love with him in New Japan. I was so pissed when he went to NXT. I, he's 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 a he's a good guy, man. He's great. So yeah, Otis is one of ours. Lars Sullivan. Ooh. Ooh, I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I think he's a great guy. You know, I, you know, and I've heard that he's a great guy. And uh, 
Well, we'll we'll talk about that in a bit off 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 camera because I want to uh, we'll like that's something that's important to me that I want to bring up as a uh, as a potential topic later on in the future. Yeah, um, yeah, you got it's kind of like a landmine. You gotta <laughs> yeah tread water lightly. <laughs> now, uh, just to recap real quick, though, uh, just rewind just for a second. I'm not mad that he's succeeding in NXT and then went to the main roster. I just like them better on on New Japan because it was a it was a lot more brutal and they get neutered in WWE and thank God neutered. he made he made the he made neutered the is roster. a very <laughs> yeah accurate <laughs> painfully accurate way to put that. <laughs> Well, uh, how did you get into wrestling, man? Like, uh, like, uh, tell me the first time you saw it. Did your grandpa show it to you? Like, your your best friend? I, uh, boy, I'll, I'll try to keep this fast. No, no, we got all the time in the uh, world for you, man. I, I thanks. I grew up in a very Christian household. Um, wasn't allowed to watch anything bad. Um, my mom was always severely handicapped, so we would sit around and watch wrestling. Um. And it goes back and forth. I'm not sure the first one I saw. I, I, when I was a kid, I remember seeing Barry Horowitz get his first WWF victory over Skip of the Body Donnas, and the crowd lost their fucking minds. And I, and then that's one of the first memories I have. Um, the next memory is the Macho Man Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania Seven match. Mm-hmm. I went into that cold. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the story. Mm-hmm. WWE made mm-hmm. a vignette. Mm-hmm. I watched it on on a VHS tape. It's one of the greatest wrestling stories I've ever seen in my life. Oh hell yeah! Um, but as far as the first match, I don't know. It just happened at a young age because I would just sit with my mom, dude, and she would just, uh, you know, she can't move. Her neck's bolted to her head, uh, and I would just stay at home with her. And all of a sudden. You know, I, I'm starting to grow my hair out, so I look like Bret Hart, but I'm half black, so it's not working. Um, I just, I just don't know. The first time it was, I was 10 years old. I know that. Who are your dudes? Bret Hart is and always will be one of my dudes. Uh, Shawn Michaels for sure. You said it just right. <laughs> you, um, you said it just. I. Right. What's that? No, you said love uh, isn't always will be. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I've actually I, I put some thought into that. Thank you for yeah. catching that. Um, uh, I, I grew up heavily on WCW um, before the Monday Night Wars. Okay. Um, for I don't I don't know why I watched more WCW than WWF, but uh, it was cool. I I really grew up. I grew up hating the Four Horsemen. <laughs> like I thought Ric Flair was a shitty wrestler because he never won. Dude, I used to hate I used to hate him. I used to hate him so much. <laughs> it's it's really cool to to look back. And I used to think Ric Flair was a shitty wrestler because he didn't win, which means he went out and did his fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> Especially now knowing that uh Hearing all like the listening to the podcast and hearing Stone Cold talking about seeing Dusty and be like, uh, "Mom, why why isn't that cop helping out Dusty win? <laughs> like, why is he letting that happen? Like, I love those stories, man. Like when they were just, they believed it. Um, yep. Uh, did you watch it with your friends? Uh, how old are you, by the way? If you don't, if does oh, that okay I, to ask I'm, you? I'm 35. Okay. All right. Um. No, no, I got made fun of pretty heavily for watching pro wrestling. So I, I when I was a kid, when I found it, I grew up during the new generation era, which is like you know the worst fucking time to be a wrestling fan ever, except for WrestleMania ten. 
Um, and, you know, it, people at school didn't like it. I got made fun of pretty hard. Then the Attitude Era kicked in. And I actually, um, I stopped watching wrestling because of the Attitude Era. Really? Uh, I, I really like the Stone Cold stuff and the Rock stuff. But, um, like, the bra and panty shit, it made me feel uncomfortable. Like, some of the angles, like, when I was a kid, I just didn't like it. Um, so I, I stopped watching wrestling, dude. And I didn't watch it for about 15 fucking years. Dude, everyone has a cutoff point. Mine was yep. mine was in 2002, uh, 2003. John Cena, when once John Cena showed up, I was like, fuck this, dude. I hate Boy, <laughs> I hate Boy Scouts, dude. I hated Kurt Angle. I mean, if you were like, anyway, someone that was a good guy, I wanted nothing to do with you. you really? <laughs> like, See, yeah. I, I gravitated towards those dudes. That's interesting. Why, why is that? Uh, well, I don't know, man. I've always liked the bad guy. Like when we used to play GI <laughs> Joes, I was Cobra. Like, like, all right, yeah, I was Cobra. I had, I still remember the name of that shithead kid that lived next door to me back in 1986 that sold my Jinx action figure, and uh, his name was Luke. And I don't like dudes named Luke no more <laughs> since that day. Um, how, how old are you? I'm 37. Yeah, you look, you look, folks that listen to this, I don't know if you've seen a picture of him, look him up, he does not look 37. Yeah, I, 82, you're the thriller, I appreciate you, man. You're, you're the thriller. You're the thriller. <laughs> now, uh, when did you, when did you start wrestling? Um, 2015. Really? Yeah. You're bullshitting me. No, why? What's why? You're that you're you're too good to be 2015. Oh no, thanks. Appreciate. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I. You just a fast learner, or you, you just that dude, obsessed? Dude, it's with the it? school, man. Um, Mercury Pro Wrestling Academy, as it was called. I, 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 I was the worst student they had ever had, and Matt Yaden sat me down and just ripped into me, and then he fucking stared at me in my fucking eyes, and he said, "Do you want this? I'll never forget it. Do you want this?" I was like, yeah. And he was like, then start showing up to training and like, I don't know. He said something like, pull your head out of your ass or whatever. Yeah. Um, Some good tough love. And, and, and I, I just fucking just killed myself and started trying to get better and better and started going to the gym and gaining weight. When I started wrestling, I was like 160 pounds. I'm at like 190 now. Um, and then and then I, there was a pivotal moment where where it nailed me. Uh, I had a, a match against Nick Aldis for the NWA championship. You really? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, and, uh, I, th- and I think it was probably the worst match Nick Aldis has ever had. How was he towards you? I mean, did, did he like, uh, he's, Oh, he's just uh, super nice enough, dude. Absolutely. Just, um, I was so green. I was starting to wrestle and not, and I was calling it in the ring, you know, and I started, what, what's dangerous about a wrestler is when they start calling it in the ring, they think they're fucking Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. And, and you're not Dusty Rhodes. Folks, calling it in the ring means we didn't talk about it beforehand. That's not good. That's not good at all. It's, uh, it's, it, and it's, it's a skill you acquire that you can be proud of. But first, the pride goes to your head, and then you have to like level out. That was... And I, I gave Nick Aldis his worst match, and, he, and we went in the back, and he told me everything I did wrong and the things that he thought I did right. He was, he was very fair to me. And I fucking did. I cry. I went outside and cried for 15 minutes by myself. I fucking actually cried. Um, and he just it just tore me down and broke me apart. Um, but it was a good thing though, wasn't it? My yes, sir. My uh, 
my mentor, Anaya, I, I don't call him a mentor usually, but lack of a better term, he could tell I just wasn't watching wrestling. And that was my problem, dude. I was watching wrestling clips and spot fests, but I wasn't watching wrestling. So I, I started watching wrestling. How do people work? What gets over? What doesn't? What always works? What doesn't ever work? And I just started refining everything. I slowed down. I just slowed the fuck down. And then that's where I'm at today. But I had to just, I had to hit like rock bottom for it. It's very painful. I've heard that a lot in a lot of the podcasts, like uh, when that Ricochet Osprey match happened and the old dude, the old, the old uh, guard were up in arms. Like it was too fast. Like, and, and it was like, I could, I could see where they were coming from. Because they're 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 worried about the wrestlers. They're worried about psychology. Uh, they just weren't aren't wired for something like that. Something like that needed to happen. That was an explosion. Yes, and, it was. And, and and it was so much of an explosion that everybody hearing that knows what you're talking about. Yeah. It, 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 you either hated it, you loved it, but it's like when I talk about the Beatles. I'm not a Beatles fan. I don't. I, none of their music speaks to me, or I don't even like it. But I'm not a dumbass, and I know good talent when I see it and hear it. <laughs> and and so whether I liked it or not, uh, and I just wanted to listen to you know Rancid or, or Devil Driver or Coal Chamber, and like you make fun of me for liking Coal Chamber, but uh, <laughs> uh, it, it it falls into that uh, into that category. Now, uh, when I want to talk about what you said with what always works and what never works, what never works. Whatever works is uh, ultra choreographed spots, dude. Ultra choreographed spots that you can tell. Because uh, here, here's what happens. You, you, you're moving at a certain pace for the spot. The second the spot's done, the fans know. Okay, that was the spot. Because they're not moving like that anymore. And they won't move like that again for the rest of the match. And it always starts at the beginning of the match. It's a running spot. I'm a um, I'm a sucker for the for the lockup. If if once I see a lockup yep, right dude, off dude, right off the bat, I'm I'm hooked. Yep, absolutely. Um, some other stuff that uh, it just uh, it just doesn't work is um. Oh, you know what? Okay, I'm I'm gonna switch gears. What does always work is two guys that are dedicated to their character, trying to convince people this is a fight. Mm-hmm. What doesn't work. And sometimes on the on the surface, it might it's very superficial, but you know the the joke comedy stuff that just goes way too far. But the pitch isn't correct. Um, Kikutaro is a fantastic comedy wrestler, and you know what you're getting out of him, and he never claims to even be a fucking athlete, pretty much. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. And somebody might yell at me for saying that, but but when you watch him, you know what you're getting, and that shit works because they know that if anything else, it's a comedy act. What doesn't work is force choke slams. Oof, shit like that. Have you seen a force choke slam? Yeah, I'm thinking of like eight of them right now. Uh, you're, I know exactly what you mean right now because it looks and, ugly, and then they don't ever sell it right. And yeah, I, I, and, know, I get it. Yes, sir. And then, and the big thing about it is like the respect for the business is lost because you're telling all the fans this is bullshit. And the fans are coming, and they already know it's bullshit, man. Yeah. And you know what? I know the fucking Avengers aren't real, but they did it so well. When Thanos snapped his fingers, I fucking felt something. I did. I did. Because they treated me like it was fucking real. 
and they respected me. And they respected my intelligence. So they said, we need to make this shit good so he comes back. Thank you. That is one thing that chaps my ass is when someone expects me. And that's why I have – I haven't really been boycotting uh, but kind of WWE because I feel disrespected as an intelligent human being. You expect me to believe (laughs) this bullshit. You you really think that that Kevin Owens is going to lose all these matches? I don't think so. I've seen Kevin Steen, and you're oh god! I, I don't even. I, I the other day, uh, someone was asking me. I was like, "Well, I'm probably gonna watch Raw because I heard that last week that Kevin Owens is feuding with Seth Rollins, and that might get me back in." And like, well, who's Kevin Owens? I'm like, uh, I've got like 20 of his shirts. I think I have every That's single awesome. <laughs> one of Kevin Owens shirts, and um, a, a few old Kevin Steen ones. Shit, my uh, I don't know if you saw this. It'd be funny if you had. It was uh, two years ago. My girlfriend at the time, she was getting uh, – they were de-embarkating de- or whatever you want to say. I can't remember the word. When she was on a Disney cruise and I look at my phone and I've got 15 missed calls from her. And I'm like, what the shit? Is everything okay? Call her up. Yeah, right. And and she's like, babe, babe, I, I'm pretty sure I'm sitting next to Kevin Owens. And I was like, <laughs> uh, on a Disney cruise? <laughs> she's like – I'm, I was – he was getting like eight slices of pizza and he turned around and he saw me wearing my Kenny Omega shirt and he just exhaled in disappointment and turned away. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I was like, are you sure it's him? And she sends me a photo that she snapped from like the side and um, like does he have two kids? Does a boy and a little girl and, and, and kind of a, a really hot bigger wife and she sent – I'm like, that's him. And then she didn't know what she was doing and she snapped a photo of him. When he was sitting there eating and he caught her. Oh no. He's used to it though, huh? He caught her. And then I was like, okay, damage done. I went on Twitter at Fight Owens Fight. Hey, go full heel on my on my girlfriend. She's the one that just in the Kenny Omega shirt uh, just snapped a photo of you. One second later, she already went full heel on me taking a photo of me with my fucking daughter without asking. And then my inbox exploded in Twitter with like, Kill yourself. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> the, the, the Dude, re- wrestling Twitter is a dangerous yeah. thing, man. Yeah. The the uh, the Steel Real guys did a did an article on me. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> and another, uh, it was, but I don't even know how I got on that subject, man. Like I just like talking wrestling, so it's so cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, everyone's put you over. That's uh, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's one of the things that it's kind of a gimmick on the on my show. Well, uh, the wrestling part is pretty much my show. The, the minefields is controlled by me and my best friend Colin. And he he's on all the comic episodes, but um, with the wrestling show, I ask everyone who should I interview next? Who's who do you, who would you want put over? And it's been a domino effect. And because of that, I haven't had one shitty wrestler in my show, or someone that even if not, he's not the best wrestler, everyone loves him. But uh, that's here, that's neither here nor there. So we're no, no, no. I was just listening. sorry. I thought you were going to keep going. I was just listening. Oh, thank, oh, you, thank you. I, I thank you. I appreciate it. It's uh, that's uh, I don't know what to say to that. I, I I've gotten a lot of respect in Denver for pro wrestling and and Utah and and. 
I don't know. I'm just trying not to look stupid. That's all I care about. Shit. I just don't want to look stupid. Dude, I have like a, I feel like I'm having a panic attack every time I'm working a show. Every time. It's, dude, it's, it's intense. Especially, I mean, you know, it's weird. The, the smaller the crowd, the more intense those attacks can feel. Yeah. Uh, some of the most comfortable I've ever felt in my life was going out in front of like the Pepsi Center. Like stuff like that, because I can't, I can't hear any of the snarky shit people are saying. Yeah, there's so there's so many people here. Some of you are bound to like what I'm doing. Yeah, you go out into a crowd and there's 60 people there, and you're like, shit, everybody hates me. I suck. I need to. End. We're gonna go home early, okay? <laughs> How was that a uh, Colorado United three show for you, by the way? Um, I will always do Colorado United. I I love Chris Chavez very much, who uh, was the promoter of CSW when he passed away tragically. We did the first Colorado United show to raise money for him. I'm looking at the poster right now. I have I keep wrestling posters up in my bedroom. I'm looking at him right now, giving the thumbs up. Um, I I'm honored to always be asked back and to be given a match to not be put in the battle royal. Which there's nothing wrong with that at all. But I I appreciate being given a spot. Um, I wish that the draw was better. Uh, I, I, I wish that just more people would have came, but I had, I had a blast. I wrestled captain Stevens. It's the first time I ever wrestled him one-on-one. He's, He's a cool magnificent. Dude. He's a very, cool very polite dude. Um, he formed me in the face and cut my lip open and I hate him for that. But otherwise I love <laughs> the one thing that caught me off guard is um and i've been trying to get her on the show she just seems really shy um i was not expecting to run into abaddon and oh that girl i have watched every match of hers that i've been able to find on youtube and everything that's been on twitch and i was sitting with um damon ace's uh mom and dad and his, his girlfriend because uh, his dad is just the nicest guy and he's always giving me the best advice because he works for the Denver Nuggets and uh, the first uh, that little mini royale came out and I said look at that one right there that one is going to that one if she wins or loses she's probably going to lose that one's going to shine in this and when she started screaming like Colt's dad was like holy shit <laughs> I love her I I I always tell her, I won't say her real name. I have a crush on Abaddon. She knows that. Mm. I don't have a crush on the, on her real personality. It's just Abaddon. Dude, I got a crush on Abaddon. Like, the, right. that, that, like, when she started screaming and then, dude, like, in, in, like, I, I'm not a big fan of the nut shot, but was she, she wasn't doing it because she was down and out. She was doing it just to be brutal. Yeah, she's a. <laughs> Just brutal, <laughs> and when like everyone was like punching and they're Whoa! and like she's like just lets out this guttural scream and like yeah that should have been like Marilyn Manson should like sample that scream for a, a song, and um I I tagged her in a famous artist uh, photo the other day on uh, Instagram because I, it just very parallel. Um, did you train her at all? Oh yeah, um from beginning to now yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, as far as the gimmick, I had no hand in that. Um, that was some other people: Alex Slack, Matt Yaden. Um, that shit's real. I uh, right. I when we met her, she did not have very much confidence, and she's one of those people that you just kind of scream at her, 
And then she just does it out of nowhere. And then she fucking goes from being so angry to so happy in a millisecond. Yeah. Because she realized she can do it. She's one of, she's one of those people that has unlimited potential but has no clue yet. But she'll figure it out pretty soon. She's on my uh, – I've got a secret list uh, of who I know like is going to make it. <laughs> nice. She, she, she's on there and um, – uh, I think I think you'd make her the the real Abaddon cry if she heard that. I'm I, excited to tell her that. Thank I, you. <laughs> I I told her that, and she just kind of looked at me and said, "Thanks." And I'm like, "Okay, I right? get it. You're one of those shy goth chicks that don't take compliments well. It's cool." Shy goth chick is the best description I've heard of that girl. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, let, let's uh, uh, what do you have coming up? I mean, like uh, you, you wanted you mentioned something about Portland. And uh, you, you definitely wanted to talk more about what it's like to be a wrestler in Colorado. Yeah, uh, the Portland thing's fun. Um, West Coast Wrestling Connection. Uh, they're having me up for a couple months, which I really appreciate. A fantastic promotion. They used to be on TV. I heard they're getting it back, I think. Um, great crowd. The crowd, man. I. Uh, the f- funny story. Funny story, dude. Um, Tell me. My, 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 my partner up there is Benjamin Cumberbatch, who works for New Era in Denver. Love that guy. Um, uh, yeah, he and I have only ever hung out twice. And the second time we're doing it, we're wrestling together. Dude, we got great chemistry. Everything works. Um, so we're about to catch the dive from the Cook brothers. And Cumberbatch looks at me, and he's like, there's a lady in a wheelchair right behind you. Get in front of her. Like He was like, I don't want this lady to get hurt. And, you know, we're the heels up there. Of course. So the guys, the guys dive on us. And I fall down. And the lady in the wheelchair bends over and says something to the effect. I remember the, the key words. She was like, that's what you get, you skinny pussy. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. In my head, I was like, I was trying to help you. Like, oh, Jesus, that's awesome. The, uh, that's like getting called a fag by a retarded kid. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was great because that's how the fans up there are. The, the fans up there are, are they're all old school, man. It feels like you know you hear those stories about in the South, you know, you know the fans want to bring a gun and shoot the heel in the parking lot. Like that's how some of them felt. Oh yeah, West Coast wrestling connections legit. They've had a lot of. A lot of good names up there. A lot of people got some good stepping stones to where they're at now at this promotion. So I'm working there. When's your next show there? Uh, I'll be there this Sunday. Would you like a – I've got a good buddy who is – I used to be in a band with him that's a, one of the best tattoo artists. He's also one of the evilest drag queens I've ever met. I can message, <laughs> I can message him if you, if, you, if you want him to be your valet because this guy is <laughs> – uh, he's one of the most hardcore people I've ever met in my life. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so uh, one thing that's weird about, about valets and stuff like that is, is it's all up to the promoter. Um, cause some promoters, you know, they want to control everything that's happening down to catering. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And then other, other promoters are just kind of getting drunk to little shows over. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, the, the promoter of West coast wrestling connection is a, a uh, one of the most professional people I've ever met in pro wrestling. Um, he knows what he wants. He knows how to do it. He's going to pay. He he takes care of us on our flights. Um, as far as like like really? even springing for like extra luggage and shit. 
Okay, that's um, rad. That's that's yeah. that's rad. Yeah, he uh, he he wants to make sure that the talent that he has out is taken care of, which is cool because some promoters are going to try to get out of the building without paying you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's just it's he he's got one of the funnest personalities. He's like a Pixar character. You know, Pixar's have like Pixar movies have like flamboyant, weird characters. Yeah. This guy's just up there. Otherwise, I would say, yes, let's do it, but I can already say he's going to veto it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I'll send a photo of him. <laughs> just, just just, see if it'll work because this guy is uh, – I, I would like to see I would like to see him regardless. Absolutely. Yeah, this guy's – he's, <laughs> he's going to do my Constantine tattoos. So Constantine? Yeah. Do you, have, uh, do, you have any, do you have any comic tattoos or is Constantine going to be your first one? I have no tattoos and everyone is always like – because – uh, I wasn't too good on myself when I was a teenager, so I'm covered in scars. But everyone's like, "You don't oh, have... no worries, happens, bud. Yeah, you don't you don't have any tattoos? I'm like, no, I'm scared to death of needles, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, absolutely. And uh, but uh, I have uh, I want to say I have a legendary John Constantine comic book collection. I have oh shit, I have almost all of it. So for for the readers at home, I'm sure you've all you're all at least familiar with the Constantine movie. Um, can you can you tell us where Constantine originated from? Yes, what, I can. Comic? He came out of Swamp Thing, written by Alan. Thank Moore. you, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, you want to you, you want to do the the comic book knowledge dick measuring contest? All right, let's <laughs> no, <do it. laughs> no, no, no. I I I, I wanted I wanted to put over. Because I knew you would know that. Oh, you yeah. can't get a constant team fan and not know that. Oh man! So I was just I was putting it over. No, well I appreciate that, and I'll it's... never measure my dick against anybody because every time you try to do that, it blows back in your fucking face. You look like an asshole. It does too, especially when it's as little as mine. <laughs> oh shit! I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, oh, actually, the phone cut out. What'd you say? I said especially when it's as little as mine. Oh, hey, I'm black from the waist up. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you knowing about Const- like Johnny. Johnny's been like the 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 baby face in me has always been Peter Parker, and I have a great collection of uh, Spidey. But Johnny is who I am, and and okay, that's that hurts. But I got to be real, like that hurts. Yeah, no, you're good, man. It's it, it's it's. I think it's important. To know who you actually are and if you can relate to certain characters because of those traits, it's a hel- it's a healthy coping mechanism. Uh, to, to put it in perspective, like Johnny just comes to me like randomly. Um, for example, one of the big chunks in my uh, Constant Hellblazer uh, collection, I was at the Colorado Springs Flea Market like about two years ago, maybe three. And this lady who usually sells DVDs all of a sudden had like eight boxes of comics. And I'm all – she's like – there was nice. like 10, 25 cents each. And I'm going through it. And I was with my mom because I like taking my mom to the flea market. I'm going through it. I'm like, crap, crap, Constantine, Hellblazer number nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14. Keep going. Oh, my God. And then and then I got to 130, all in order. All the Grant Morris uh, – all, all, I'm sorry, the um, – uh, God, I'm spacing – the Glenn Frabery, uh, uh, guy that did Preacher. Why am I spacing? I've met him before. He's Irish. God, <laughs> all of that run. Um, why am I spacing? Oh, okay. his, why am I spacing his name right now? Um, all of that. All in one space, and I was like, uh, "I know you're selling them for this much. How much for this chunk right here?" And she's like, "I don't know, twenty bucks." And like, "I handed her twenty bucks, and I yeah. left." Yeah, 
Um, another time that John came to me, I was on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, I was um, at uh, uh, Denver International, and I was on the phone with my big brother, who um, just he's the one that just kept wrestling in me. And uh, I was like, he's like, you need to get a hustler for the for the air, airport trip. And I was like, cool. And sure as shit, I found a hustler. It was like ten bucks, and I'm looking like a complete piece of shit sleazeball buying a hustler at a at a at denver international and when i it came with the dvd and sure shit there was a john constantine uh parody porno on that son of a bitch like it was made for me dude i thought you're gonna give me this super heartfelt story about how you really related <laughs> with like no with, with, with you know like uh, like i have some of those like some comic memories where i really related with the character and it fucking nailed me and i didn't think it was going to be a hustler on a plane john just caught me on some emotional levels but i'm not going to let anyone know about that but uh fuck yeah that's awesome <laughs> i appreciate you talking about that man let's uh hey uh Anything else you want to wrap up before we start getting into uh, going over the Rudapalooza two? No, man. I no, no. You've been great. I um, I I, I feel pretty good. I right now is a weird period for me because I'm really starting to branch out on my own while being loyal to Rocky Mountain Pro. Is that um, difficult? Being a 35 year old wrestler who's 195 pounds, I dude DDP I'm didn't start till he was 35. What's that? DDP didn't start till he was thirty-five, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, he's a little bit in better shape than me, but um, thank you. I uh, no, but uh, you know what though, man? I'm just happy to be a part of it. If you would have asked me when I was ten years old, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would have said pro wrestler. That's awesome. So you know what? I got no, I got no problems. Let's talk about Rudapalooza. I sent you, I sent you the card. Let me pull it up. Yeah, I got to pull this up. Tell him to play on speaker. Yeah. Um. So, guys that are listening, guys that I've interviewed, guys I'm personal friends with, don't take this shit as offense. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me know when you got the card up, brother. Yep, just just got it up. All right, so let's go all the way to the bottom. Hollywood Tony P versus Randy Rude. I got Randy, Randy Rude on the. Randy Rude. Randy Rude. There's no way he's gonna lose a match at his own Palooza. <laughs> kidding me there's like uh, Plus that, that, that hollywood tony p dude runs his mouth a lot randy root at least <laughs> is running things randy root's not gonna win this match <laughs> it's gonna never, it's gonna I've be sort of a jacket match though. it's gonna be animal <laughs> sam and daisy and lilith <laughs> all yep. interfering like crazy winning this it's gonna be awesome oh absolutely next one confuses me balaam links bearded lady Holy shit! Well, have uh, did you watch the bearded lady at uh, Colorado United? Oh yeah, I did. Got a choke slam, dude. I, I'm a fan of Balaam Links. I I I got that dude's back. I I'm a huge fan of him. I'll take Balaam Links all day over the bearded lady. I'm gonna take Balaam Links because I really like his mom and dad, and uh, <laughs> they're they're always really nice to me. They're Mexican just like me, and uh, and Balaam is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He's got. Plus, to- he has a Dragon Ball sleeve, and so do I. Oh, dude, Super Saiyan! But even then, I'm 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 hoping Bearded Lady gets a good cheap, a good couple of cheap shots on there. I mean, he chases people around with his asshole. I love it. 
<laughs> Big Guns and Damon Ace. This this one's the one I'm confused about. This time last year, uh, were you in the Colorado wrestling scene this time last year? No. Big Guns held a belt in every promotion except Rocky Mountain Pro. Right. So there's there's no dude. Even when I went in to wrestle him, I didn't feel good about wrestling him. So big guns all day. Uh, Facebook told me that uh, I met a, I went I met one of my best friends uh, a year ago on Saturday, and then a month later we went and saw our first Colorado Springs wrestling show. We saw big guns with um, uh, Jimbo, and we saw. Uh, uh, Johnny Crash, dude. Did you see people are talking shit about Johnny Crash on Facebook? Um, I saw him post something like a re- uh, like a reply, but I didn't see the original thing that lit that fire. Uh, how the hell can you talk shit about that man? It, it it makes no sense to me. I've met that guy in multiple situations, and I have like, oh, he's a good brother. Absolutely, he's a damn good brother, and the the fact that. He would have to reach out like that. Really pissed me off, man. Uh, yeah, I got to look into that after we're done with this. Really pissed me off because he's not the type that – because you see people post on Facebook all the time like, I'm not feeling good right now. Tell me I'm pretty. No. <laughs> no. If, if, if Johnny was reaching out, then someone hit a nerve and how dare they do that to that man. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that dude really doesn't complain, you know. Like yeah. there, there ain't no drama with Johnny Crash. Yeah, fuck anyone that talks shit about that guy. Uh, yep. Let's. Yep. Let, but I still got to make my choice here. I'm saying, who? What, what, what confuses me is because Big Guns won so many match m- matches lately, and even though he doesn't have a belt, like, like when I analyze things, okay, that guy doesn't need to win because he doesn't need a belt right now. He's already over. They need to put that guy over to shine him up. May or may not happen. Usually leans in in the shine the guy up that needs the push because the guy that doesn't need a belt is smart. Like like when the Miz would go out and talk shit about people like bad, but he would shine him up in the process and and that that sort of thing. But man, I got to make my choice. I'm gonna say big guns on this one, and I I, I, think I agree. I'm gonna say big guns on this one only because he's gonna let Damon Ace do what Damon Ace. Cannot do with other wrestlers and go fucking crazy and do show off his true strength. Mm-hmm. I think Damon Ace is uh, he's a, an atom bomb at the moment and he hasn't really gotten to explode. And I think he's going to be able to get get that out on Big Guns and Big Guns is still going to get the W, but they're both going to win. Yeah, uh, Damon. For my tryout for West Coast Wrestling Connection, Damon was there, and he couldn't do it because of an injury. So, actually, that's uh, right now. I know he's still getting over all of that. The which, being injured and getting back to form in pro wrestling is fucking next to impossible unless you take your time, and it's only been a few months. So that's that's my logic there. This other one's confusing too because I know both these gentlemen, uh, Logan Austin and Jimbo Lucas. Jimbo is known for shining people up, but he just lost his tag team partner. He just lost lost the belts last month. Um, Logan Austin, uh, I I love the guy, but he's due for an ass whooping. <laughs> mm. I uh, anytime I get you know. 
and I'm saying this from a friendly point of view. Me too, Anytime me too, I get me to too. see Jimbo get shined up, I'm into it. Yeah. I love I love Logan. I think he's a great dude. I'm driving him home from the airport when we get back from Portland. Um but he he's uh he's one of those people that any promoter that gets him is gonna want to shine him up because he looks like a million bucks. Right. And whereas whereas Jimbo, um, like you said, he's in you know, hard times lately. And and I'm I'm ready to see Jimbo Lucas get shined up. Now, one thing that uh, stood out to me when I first met uh, Logan Austin was we were in the car. We had a long drive from his house to Mile High. Uh, I asked him, like, I was like, do you get a lot of people giving you advice when you just don't fucking want it? He's like, God damn, all the goddamn time. It really pisses me off. Wait, I'm sorry. Can you say that again? Yeah, uh, where he was talking about how uh, every time he's around other wrestlers, they give him advice that he doesn't want because because of his age. And uh, and I'm okay because I I wanted to hear how he said that because I, I wanted him to to trust me because I wanted him to know I'd done research on him, but also I still remember being a kid. And um, the other thing is is uh, any advice that actually meant anything to you? And he was like, yeah, um, everyone tells me not to get a big head because I'm pretty <laughs> and I'm I'm good at what I do. And uh, at the last Colorado match, uh, I, I asked him, I uh, was like, listen, uh, you get better at all the CSW shows because you are not – you don't have the free reign of high flying because that roof is low. And you get better because of that because it challenges you to do other things. And uh, But at the same time though, I still say Logan Austin deserves an ass whooping and I love Jimbo on this one. I'm picking Jimbo. <laughs> Uh, we got Hood Extreme and Vanity Inc. Vanity Inc. Really? Oh yeah. Even though Hood Extreme just won the won the belts. Yep. All right. You know what? I'm gonna agree with you on that one. Uh, hey, so, boys. Sorry, Jay Silla. J- sorry, uh, Ronnie uh, or Irish Extreme. I uh, the the only I'm a Cumberbatch guy. Dude, I I I like Vanity Inc. I, I want J- I love Jay Zilla. Um, I, I love Hood Extreme in general. Those dudes are my homies, but. It would be a left field thing to have him drop the belts a, a, a month later, uh, especially. But the only thing that bothers me about it is if is because they lost like twenty minutes of their match against Jimbo and and um, um, Malice uh, because one segment went long. So that would bother me if they lose because they didn't get a chance to shine themselves up while having the belt. But it would be a left field Randy Rude. Randy Rude interference thing to have Vanity Inc. win. I would like to see Vanity Inc. with those titles. It's no offense to those other guys. I uh, they're doing the RCW thing, which congratulations to them. Also, like that's that's awesome that they're you know they're tag champs in two different promotions in Colorado. It's fantastic. Yep. Um, I think that. To build a and and it sucks because these interviews I have to be realistic. Yeah, I don't want to be a dick, but to build stars and to build people to care, you need to put the best people in in that position for the job. Um, Vanity Inc has been a tag team for a lot longer than Hood Extreme. They've got things figured out a little bit more, so the best person for the job out of this match is Vanity Inc. Okay. 
See, I didn't even know we could FaceTime this shit. I thought, I thought I was just talking to you on the phone. No, I, I turned on my camera because you turned on yours. I was just scared you're going to pull your dick out, and then I had to hang no, up. No, no, my dick's not out yet. <laughs> All right, so we got Tyra and Ari Aurora. Um, man, <laughs> women's championship match. Hey, first off, I want to extend a congratulations to CSW. For- to, to who? Uh, to CSW for um at the last Colorado United Colorado United two yeah they had they had a women's match and it was given to a woman from Texas who was nice enough but she's never been back yeah she hijacked she hijacked the belt and fucking took off of it yeah bullshit so they had to get a whole new belt and to do this all over again and that's a real fucking problem yep there's no respect there. So I'm, I'm glad that one of these two, who are both very deserving, I love them both. I know Maria or uh, Aria yeah. better than I know Tyra. But Tyra is Joe McDougal's girlfriend, and I love Joe McDougal. So you know what? Whoever wins, I'm fucking happy. I'll just, say throw a coin in there. I'm going to flip a coin in right now. Hold on. All right, all right. I'm going to flip uh, one too. Hold on. Heads, heads for, Mer- for Aria. Tails for Tyra. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, all right. So, uh, tails for who? Heads for Aria. Tails for Tyra. All right. I got three. heads. All right, I'm on three. Going for Aria. On three. One, two, three. Two, three. Heads. I can't catch. I got heads. Did you get heads? I got heads. Okay. Well, fucking congrats, Maria. Yeah, and even then. <laughs> And, and even then, now these girls have a bigger job to do than the boys do because women's wrestling is not as respected as it should be. Like, in in my opinion, I think it should not be called women's wrestling at all. It should just be called wrestling. Yeah, that Becky Lynch thing. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, that definitely opened me up to some new ideas, some new ways of thinking, which I appreciate. I agree. I agree. The the one thing that like I, I I don't like it being called women's wrestling, not because I'm some like hardcore uh leftist that says, you know, gender shouldn't be personified. In sports it absolutely should. Um because, you know, genetically you're built different. Um it but sports entertainment's also different. Uh the other thing is is that these girls work their asses off and and I yes. notice a lot of people taking more bathroom breaks and going to get a drink breaks during the women's wrestling because they don't take it as seriously. And that pisses me off because those girls shine shit up. I, I agree. Um, two things to say to that. Again, I'm being honest here. So please, nobody be mad at me. And if you are, that's okay. Yeah. Um, the first one, I'm okay with the term women's, but I would like to see the word men's come back. Okay. If we're um, solely because, uh, okay, the 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 raw, the Monday Night Raw championship. Yeah. If we're eliminating women's, uh, we have a champion. We're a Monday Night Raw championship match. Okay. Yeah. Or is that men's or women's? <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I feel. I follow so, you. So, so that. That's my logic with that. Otherwise, I agree with you. I, I follow. I, I think otherwise, 
these girls are going to go into it with 100%, like I've seen them do every single goddamn time, and it's going to be a good match. And I'm going to make sure that Vernola knows, hey, take your piss breaks now. Go get your drinks now because the women's match yeah, is going to happen and the shit's going to be on fire. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. Who, it really doesn't matter who wins because these girls are going to shine each other up. Um, yep. The best thing about 2019 wrestling in WWE was the women's division. Yep. Um, that being said, I, I, I have I have two criticisms. Uh, the first one, are, do you watch AEW? Yes, every week. Their women's division Sucks. is is a little is a little rough, but I blame it on two things: primarily the booking. Um, second, despite everything, we still have to be realistic about body type. I right. tell that to people that go to to our academy like you need to be realistic about your wrestling ability that's why i don't jackknife powerball anybody because i'm fucking 190 pounds yeah so the top heel in the women's division needs to be the biggest girl right Uh, and that and that doesn't happen even in denver that doesn't happen even our own promotion it doesn't happen sometimes um lines can be blurred Lines can be blurred. Uh, I would, I definitely can see Abaddon destroying someone that wouldn't expect her. Uh, it'd be one of those matches where she'd be up against someone that would underestimate her and then <laughs> fail miserably. Uh, but at the same time, though, you're you're correct about you got you to be, you got to know what you're able to do. Um, for example, Awesome Kong got hurt the other day, bad, and she's one of the bigger yeah. women. Um, then we've got uh, Nyla Rose, um, who I'm proud of um but if I, i'm more worried that they they booked her because they want they they wanted to use her they yeah, the, the diversity issue yeah the, the diversity issue the other thing is i have is that i think kenny is blinded by his love of japanese women's wrestling Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Jim Cornette fan. I've heard all about that. And uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying these girls are bad wrestlers. I'm just saying, like, uh, you really she's, can't. She's ninety pounds. Yeah, you, Miho, Miho is, is, is she's tiny. Like, yeah, Riho is is Riho. Uh, yeah, Riho. <laughs> oh no, no, you're no. Sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't being a dick. No, 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 no I yeah, appreciate you. So, so one one thing that really bothers me about wrestling, just to get annoyed. Just tell me, tell me, tell me. It's been brought up now. Is um, like the fucking participation, like, 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 or excuse me, participation prizes. Um, like when you look at Riho and she's gonna wrestle Nyla Rose. Oh Jesus! If 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 Riho's gonna win, you have to build and build the suspension of disbelief. So when she finally does it, you can't fucking believe it. But Nyla Rose has. I always, I always tell my trainees this. If you want to be a face, you have to get your ass kicked. Yeah. You can't be a face and not get your ass kicked. Right. So we need to figure out how to do it. Man, and just think about it like these cartoons. Like, G.I. Joe lost this, this, and this until, you know, just built it up until finally they whooped Cobra's ass. And then it was like, yes. <laughs> and like, yeah, man. I'm a, I'm a huge Dragon Ball mark, mm-hmm. and Dragon Ball is just pro wrestling. Literally, every story in Dragon Ball Z is just pro wrestling. Good guys, good guys on top. Bat, or, or, fuck. Dude, when Sorry. Goku, when Goku, I'm, reached, I'm getting, I'm getting like into the conversation. I'm no, like, I, I, I feel you. When Goku reached Super Saiyan six, like 
that was a 10 minute promo of just him screaming (laughs) (laughs) of just him screaming. And, uh, you're correct. I never thought about Dragon Ball being, yeah, goddamn dude. Thank you. (laughs) It's easy, man. It's real easy. And it does. The format doesn't need to change. I can't even remember what we were talking about now. I'm sorry. We're, we're, we talking, about, we're talking about Rudapalooza. <laughs> let's let's move on. We've got a oh, yeah. uh, we've <laughs> got sorry. a we've got a seven one nine tag mat uh, title match: Animal Sam versus Javier Cruz. Javier Cruz, uh, for those of you guys that don't know, is one of the funniest people I've ever met that, backstage in a wrestling that show. That motherfucker! I am always laughing my ass off around that guy. That dude's got so I know I know Vince Russo real well, and Javier Cruz reminds me he's just like Russo, like he's just fucking <laughs> running his mouth, and they got the fucking accent. They're just like, and they're just making me laugh everything they say. He's just and, he's talking shit, having fun backstage, man, and like just keep talking that's in all Spanish. He wants to do, man. We uh, we uh, earlier uh, so uh, you haven't heard the first half of this podcast where me and Slick are talking about all the best stuff in wrestling this week, uh, last week actually, and uh, we were uh, we were picking our wrestler of the week, and I picked Cruz because he didn't even know that he had an entire cheerleading crowd of Puerto Ricans that accidentally right? found out <laughs> that he's a wrestler there, and they 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 pop like crazy. I mean, like the second I cue up his music, uh, 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 I want to say a fourth of that crowd loses their guy. Goddamn money, and they're just he's, a, yeah, he's over, man. I so he's one of those guys. This is no offense to him or any of the promotions he works for, but he's one of those guys that I wish would go out a little bit more because there's something there. You got something, man. Mm-hmm. I have got Cruz. I got no clue what it is, but you got fucking something, and you he's need to take it to the people. Now, the good thing about Cruz is is that uh, he's a family man. So he, yeah. uh, from what I understand, him. Because uh, him and I have had some intimate talks about family, life, love. Like, yeah, he's a great dude. That's like, yeah. a, like a wholesome person. Very. <laughs> is that he's learning before he decides, and this makes me love him even more, is before when he decides to start going out and branching out, he's learning that work-life balance right now because he's going to be goddamned if he ignores his, his family and his, his up-and-coming yeah. newborn. There's no point doing it then, yeah. E- exactly. And uh, hey, hey, cheers. One more. Hold on. Cheers, sorry. Cheers. I, Cheers. Uh, I've been drinking a bottle of wine for the past three hours. Wait, hey, cheer me. Cheers me here. Hold on. Cheers. Pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> mm. All right, so I got Cruz on this only because uh, Animal Sam – now, him and I have had our kayfabe differences, and this is what I, I feel just made me feel so good about being in this business is I met him at uh, Randy, Randy's house, and uh, I – wanted to interview him and like sure so we started doing the the interview and then it it went just like this and i mean like we're we really hit it off this is one of the best interviews i've ever done by the way thank you by the way what um, the group wait animal sams yeah no it was a, a no no uh, this is you and i but oh animal thank sam, you <laughs> yeah but animal <laughs> sam was, animal, animal sam and i had an amazing interview where he 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 built it as 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 a shoot he was talking as himself and okay. then it quickly spiraled down into like where I could tell he wanted to take it into kayfabe, and I I went into it. And next thing I know, I'm about to get my ass beat in a garage, and and it Ram's was garage? it was awesome because he would we, like the second I hit the second I hit stop, we were like 
hell yes. Like, it was just, it was, like, after that, like, Sammy and I, like, like, he's one of the best dudes, uh, one of my favorites as, as, a, as a personal friend. Um, I don't think he's going to win this one because I think Cruz is too over. His, um, any promoter in his right fucking mind would, would notice it and do it. Yeah, but the other and, thing and, is... And, and, and uh, I'm sorry not to cut you off. No, no, no problem. The, the promoter that CSW has right now, I don't know if you'd say his name or not. Um, uh, I love Chris Chavez very much. Chris, I love you. I miss you. What's up? <laughs> um, uh, He's got some angel wings on this, on this man. Right? The, the current promoter, folks, if you're still here, I, I, I know we've been rambling a lot. Um, 100 pre-sales for a show yeah. in Southern Colorado? Yeah. Nope. Packed. Packed. Nope. 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 Doesn't happen. Nope. I don't, I don't know if he fucking paid those people to come or whatever. <laughs> but, but 100 fucking pre-sales in a 150-fitting in a room. Yeah. Dude, he, no. the the promoter pulls it off, man, and uh, I, yeah. I I posted He's a, a couple, fucking genius. I posted a couple months ago about uh, like a it was a, a shoot like the locker room is exactly the way the locker room needs to be. Don't forget this, cherish this, don't fuck it up uh, because yeah. they've got that. Like I've been to New Era shows, I haven't been to Rocky Mountain Pro. I watched it on, twi- oh, on Twitch. Oh yeah, we're, but, we're a little exclusive because you have to train there to work. It's it. It's not your fault. Uh, 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 Understood, but even then, the the crowd there is into it, and you see repeat people. I see people at the grocery store that, like, they'll look at me and be like, you're the dude in the background running the sound. (laughs) That's awesome. Like, you give a shit about the dude in the background running the fucking sound? Okay, cool. Nice to see you again, bit next week's show. Um, But when it comes to Animal Sam... um, is the fact that that guy can sell, and he knows where his money is. But at the same time, though, he's gonna—he knows he's gonna get re over. Like he—he—he he, he shines people up, and then he—he he does the job. But then he's gonna get re over. And I—I I, I think it's only in Colorado Spring Wrestling's best interest to keep Javier Cruz over right now, to keep yep. Animal Sam um, doing. God, like in. Uh, Sammy, forgive me if like I'm not calling you a jobber. I'm I'm calling you someone that's no, making everyone no, better. No. He's no, making everyone not. better. You're good. you're good. He's making everyone better. So I, I want Cruz. I want Cruz to have a good reign on uh, on that seven one nine. We got a a last minute. Um, oh, sorry. Wait, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. So something to add to what you just said. I. uh... I understand Sam's placement in pro wrestling right now because that's how I like to do it too. Um, dude, I can't remember the last time I pinned somebody, but I worked my ass off to make them look good. Yeah. Because if you have a super green person who doesn't have a lot of experience, I cannot trust you to sell your ass off to make me look good. But I have a lot of experience. I'm not green. So, how about you pin me and I make you look great? Yeah, because you both win. You both and, win. and not in a conceited way. But Agreed. Agreed. In, a way, in a way that's just, um, 
dude, it's just like uh, the the old always gives back to the new. Look at Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels. Right. Shawn Michaels. I mean, yeah, I mean that's a that's a weird that's a weird example because they're both yeah, pretty yeah. over there. Yeah, but but um, thank you. I in, love pro, it. in pro wrestling, the old gives back to the new because that's how it was done for them. My first year of being a pro wrestler, I pinned Anaya every week for fucking thirty weeks. Damn. And then I beat, and then I beat him for his title because he was better than me, and that's how that works. So Animal keep, Sam keep has talking. Been wrestling. I'm gonna plug my computer in. I didn't realize I'm sure thing. Animal Sam's been wrestling for 15 years. I was backstage with him at the Pepsi Center last month. Uh, he's a great dude, and he doesn't need to win. And that's that's something that people. Outside of wrestling, are, start, are starting to pick up on. Uh, dude, look at Dolph Ziggler, man. When was the last time Dolph Ziggler won a match? Jesus Christ, man! I think didn't he lose all the matches against Rusev when he was boning uh, the lawn on the side? <laughs> like, but, he, but he you know what? Shines people up. The whole time he's been back, he's been making people look like a million fucking bucks. Agreed. Which is why he's because, like one of the third or second highest paid dudes in WWE. Yep. <clears throat> he, it's the term jobber is. Uh, to a professional wrestler that takes his business serious, mm-hmm. uh, jobber isn't uh, derogatory. Enhancement talent is not derogatory right. because everybody in pro wrestling has a job. Uh, when I was backstage at WWE, the first time, the very first time I was there, Arn Anderson came up to us and said, okay, boys, get in your gear. I want to see what you look like. Three of you are going to wrestle Braun Strowman. And I came out in my gear, and Arn fucking Anderson. I've known you my entire life. Arn Anderson walks up to me. Nice. And he goes, boy, you look like an eight-foot-tall caveman. Nice. There's no way I'm not putting you on TV tonight. That's awesome. And then I jobbed my ass off to Braun Strowman. Now, now, but b- before before we get into it, I I, I want to just say one quick thing is that Sammy is gonna like the thing about Sammy is he's always over and that he's gonna get even bigger. Now, second off, what the fuck is going on in your goddamn mind when Arn Anderson is walking up to you and making eye contact? What the fuck is happening there? He's, he's intense, dude. It, it was intense. Uh, so what's cool is whenever I've been backstage there, fucking tons of times now. Um. I mean, back there, just like your coworkers, you gotta have yeah. the coworker mindset. You're more all coworkers because they don't. I, I, I fucking, I learned it immediately. When you, when you're, uh, when you're an enhancement talent at WWE, when you get there, you have to go stand in a line. And even mm-hmm. though you've gotten physician checks and blood work and everything, yeah, their physician on... wants to see you, they're, they're... so you have to stand in line. So you're standing in line for a fucking hour. Superstars are walking back and forth. And a lot of them stop and say, hi, to you. Kevin fucking Owens made sure to stop and shake each one of our hands because he's been there. He's one of us, man. He knows. It. That's awesome. Um, Enzo Amore, or, uh, Amore did that. He stopped and shook all of our hands. And I said, hi, sir. Yeah, pleasure to meet you. I'm Curtis. Mm-hmm. And he turned around and looked at me and went, don't you ever fucking call me sir ever fucking get and started just losing his mind on me. Yeah. And 
the 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 lesson he was trying to give me was we're coworkers. Are you gonna go to your job tomorrow and call your coworkers sir and man? No. Dude, right? Dude, he, so he just he fucking dude he fuck oh I thought I was gonna cry. Um, so that being said, to answer your question, the Arn Anderson thing. You just get there and you give him the respect he deserves. Right. But you also handle yourself as a man or a woman or whatever you're going to do and shake his fucking hand. What the fuck do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Just, Hi, pleasure just to tell me you. what to do. <laughs> I'm a pro wrestler. You're a fucking pro wrestler. You want me to wrestle a six foot eight guy? Okay. What the fuck are we doing then? Let's do it. What? And that's the shit they want. They want you to be fucking fuck yeah instead of like starstruck. What's it like wrestling Braun Strowman? Um, Braun was tremendously gentle and light. Um, it, he is a pure professional wrestler. Beforehand, we met a couple times and talked about the match. Um, right before we went out, we hugged each other and said good luck. Went out, did the match. He, I got hurt. I got heat staples in my head. I got the staples in my bathroom, actually. Worth <laughs> um, it. Worth he, didn't it. Mean, he didn't mean to do it. And when I was getting stapled shut, Chris Jericho ran back. You mean Y2J, Chris Jericho, my hero? You meant Y2J? Oh, so he was rubbing my back, making sure I was okay, because one thing that Chris Jericho is known for is taking care of the boys. You're going to make me cry. Um, that guy's my hero. Thank you. Jericho wants to take care of the boys, make sure everybody's good. So he, he found out this jobber got hurt. He fucking ran back. Motherfucker rubbed my back while I was getting stapled shut. Sami Zayn came back and said, thank you for what you did. Braun came back and apologized. Wow. Um, and it was wow. a tremendously professional wow. experience, top to bottom. Oh, wow. Dude, you're going to make me cry. That's fucking, that, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, uh, there's, there's that really good story. You can look it up on YouTube where uh, Chris Jericho's wrestling uh, Neville, or uh, Pac, whatever. Yeah. Pac breaks his ankle in the match. Have you seen this? Yes. And Jericho starts yelling at the ref. The ref doesn't get what he's doing, but he's trying to just take care of his brother. Yeah. Because that's what wrestling is. Take care of my brother. Yeah. Like, there's a... I'll, I'll close out this whole story with this and we can move on. Sorry. There's there's a term that a lot of us use. If you're try, it, It's just like this podcast, man. If you're trying to make me look good and I'm trying to make you look good, then it's going to be entertaining. But if one of us goes into business for ourselves, well, that's where that term comes from. Going to business for yourself, yeah, it ain't going to be good. No, it's not. It's not. Which, right? is, which is why I told you, and I hope that, in uh, I, I've mentioned it before, like twice already in the podcast. Uh, it's kind of like the best way I can establish trust with someone I don't know that well was I do not shoot anyone because I don't want to shoot anyone. Yeah. I, I'm I, I yeah. I'm a legit journalist. I. I I don't want crap journalism. I want nitty gritty. Tell me the good stuff. Don't. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's how you do it, man. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, that, 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 uh, I'm a, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of some of the guys that do that stuff, but that Jerry Springer shit just, nah, that's for the birds. No, that's junk journalism. Cause you know what? We're all smarter than that now. You know, in the nineties, that works. You can work it as a kayfabe shoe or whatever, but now it's just, it's a little cringy more than anything. Curtis Cole, you are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not far off. 
Not far off, man. We got we got two more things to go over for the yeah yeah the card. I'm sorry, the card. We've got uh, Captain Stevens and Johnny Crash. Steve. I got Johnny Crash <laughs> all the way. Like I got Johnny Crash so much that I don't care if he's got a broken leg, walk limping his ass in there. I'm gonna put my money on him because I love that guy so much. Let me get my coin. Give me a second. All right, all right, all right. what are we calling? Oh, okay. I, I'm gonna flip it again. Uh, heads crash, tails Cooper. All right, on three. One, two, Stevens, three. Stevens. Stevens. All right. Fuck. Tails. Heads. Wait, did you? Okay, do, we, we got to keep going till we both match. Did Did you do the flip where you flipped it on your on your? Yeah, yeah. You, you flick it and catch it and flip. Okay, then it's heads then. Yours or mine? No, because mine landed on tails. I should have grabbed it and put it on. on oh, oh no, you don't have to change it for mine. I, uh, you know what? Well, it's a wild card. This one's for the fans. It's a wild card. <laughs> Let, let's have Johnny just beat out all his stress from all these assholes talking shit about his that's, body. That's good. I'll give you that one. Absolutely. Um, still calling Johnny. Uh, all right, world championship. <gasps> Oop, pick up. World championship match. Cormac battle. My brother. And Delta Junior. And uh, sorry, uh, Delta Junior. Yep. Holy shit! The last thing I would want to do is put a baby face fight. Wait, is Mac the face there? You know, I don't know <laughs> because that like people people get so tweener on things that unless they're like full on screw you guys in the crowd, that it's hard to differentiate because. Wow, I I've never known Mac as a heel, but I know he's what the UWO thing. I've always so. I've always seen Mac as a heel because when God he like he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Like give you like what? Like, like a great hug. What? Yeah, he, but but even then, like he'll do some heel shit in the match, man. <laughs> like just it's dude, confusing. Dude, watch watch our TV show. Oh my goodness, Mac is the biggest fucking face on the planet on our TV show. <laughs> he does heal stuff in CSW, man. That's, that's No, what... man, no, brother, you got it all wrong. Mac is the biggest face on the fucking planet. Uh, I saw Abaddon with the monkey shit out of him. <laughs> that's that's why I didn't get a fuck me. Um, I love Delta. I love Delta, um, too. I'm going, I mean, you know what? Delta. 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 I'm sorry. I'm going sorry. Cormac Battle. Sorry, sorry, Mac. Uh, Mac, I love you. Mac Attack, you're one of my favorite people, but I'm calling him Delta because he just got it a couple months ago. All right, well, whatever. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay, Mac. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you'll you'll you'll, you'll get another belt soon. It's cool. <laughs> dude, this has been awesome, man. Oh yeah, dude. Talking wrestling to people that give a shit is is is. Uh, Valuable experience. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful for it. I appreciate it. I'm Thank thankful you. for you too, man. Let's uh, let's wrap up. How do we find you on uh, Instagram? Everything's Killer Kurt Cole. Either it's search Curtis Cole or Killer Kurt Cole on everything. I appreciate it. I uh, I might post some weird videos of me doing food challenges. Which did you see that food challenge? Uh, that uh. It was disgusting. I threw up on Facebook Live. I'm sorry, dude. Um, I, I stalk all y'all on Facebook, dude, all day. Oh, thank you. I 
everything's Curtis Cole or Killer Kurt Cole. I appreciate it. Um, follow for follow. I'll follow you guys back. I I just want pro wrestling to work. Uh, Saturday. We live, we live in such a fragile time for professional wrestling. We where do. it's it's smart marks versus real fans and and uh, marks for themselves versus guys trying to get the guys over. Mm-hmm. And it's never been more confusing. And I, if I can ask you anything, it's just please just be a fan of pro wrestling. Agree, and that's it. Because you can't escape just, it. Yeah, just 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 enjoy it. And please have fun. Well, guys, we've been talking to Curtis Cole, and it's been an absolute pleasure. This is dangerous. Over and out.